Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, aka Young Boy Dewitz, aka the People's Champ, aka Big I see Maine is in the motherfucking building. This is episode 161. I am joined by my co-host as always, Mr. Doom. Avocado Doom is in the building. Even though we don't have soft takes coming today. But see, I think there's three Dooms. There's soft take Doom, which is Avocado Doom. There's Durag Doom, which is hardcore Doom. Then there's Chain Doom, where what 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 we got cross ice out Doom, and that's he part of icy main icy gang. Where we gonna still get hard takes, but it's it's on some icy shit. That's for sure. Yeah. I think, I think we, we gonna have a good show this week because they got Hell yeah. to get to. We got a lot of shit to get to, but before all of that, before I uh, uh um I introduce you and everything, I want to say we got two guests coming on the pod this week. We have Joe Hudson, a.k.a. Baby Joe, a.k.a. Deshaun, to come talk about his new album, Deuce's Uncle. One of the best R&B albums I heard this year. And the crazy thing is, he dropped one at the beginning of 2020. Then he just gave us another one. This nigga is going for DMX Future, multiple albums in a year. And I think we might have a third, which we talk about later in the show. Also, had to it, it, it was on my heart weighing heavy about all the shit that happened to Lake Charles. And I wanted to try to help in some way or fashion. So I got I brought on my homegirl, Bree Robb, who is being an activist for her community right now, getting people to donate, uh, talking on ABC News to, to inform people about Lake Charles because Lake Charles not getting the media coverage that normal Louisiana cities during hurricanes get. This hurricane was almost as bad as Katrina, would have been worse than Katrina if the, if the surge hit. It's still super bad, and she comes in and talks about how you can help. Be sure in the description below, Look at all the links to places you can donate because Lake Charles needs our help. And here at the Bros Who Think community, we, we use our platform to uplift. We're for the culture, by the culture, for the preservations and progression of said culture. And for preservation and progression, we need your help because we're all a family. But, Doom, my brother, how you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm good, man. Another another day, bro. Yeah, another day, another dollar. Shit is shit is wild out in these streets. Uh, so what I wanted to start off the show was because you didn't watch it, I didn't watch it. I I found out the day it happened that this was going on, bro. Why are the VMAs still a thing? I I think this is a conversation to where I want to ask you: Do award shows matter? And I and I I'm gonna give you my take. The only award shows to me that matter are the Oscars, the Emmys, and to a certain extent, the Grammys. But I, I care about the Oscars and Emmys more than the Grammys, just from an art perspective. From a, I'm a content creator, I eventually want to write movies, I eventually want to write TV, and I think that I would love to get an Emmy or an Oscar. Back when I was making music, I felt the same way about the Grammys. But to me, everything like the BET Awards, the VMA Awards, the, move, the MTV Movie Awards, all that shit when we was kids that was fire, them shit's not fire no more. Right. And I, I think, uh, we kind of had this conversation before, but <laughs> I think the reason is, is that there used to only be these select platforms yeah. that, you know, we kind of looked to because that was the only way to consume what was happening. You know what yeah. I mean? But with the internet now, bro, everybody know, like, the timeline is the voice. You know yeah, what I mean? If you true. can't, and the, the award shows fuck with you. What good is the award show? You know what I mean? Also, the award shows were a way for us to see the celebrities. And now everybody got an Instagram. So it's like yeah, you yeah, would watch the award show to see like, oh, Beyonce is performing. 
I'll never get to see Beyonce in concert, but I get to see her at this award show because concerts used to be way more expensive. These celebrities used to be way less uh, approachable. And now with the internet, we see these these Negroes all the time. We get too much of them. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, because it kind of, and I was just talking about this with somebody else. The internet kind of took away the fucking allure of celebrities. Bro. Yeah, took away like, the mis- the uh, mystique in the in the allure of them. Yeah, cause like I saw this video. Somebody posted on Twitter. It was um, it was this guy in like the '80s. He saw Michael Jackson in concert in person, mm-hmm. and Michael Jackson went down like from the stage down to where the crowd was. And this nigga just couldn't take being that close to my passed out. He just passed out, bro. <laughs> nigga just was gone. And I'm just like, niggas don't even do that with celebrities no more because we see these niggas. We would laugh, bro. We would on Twitter if someone passed out because Travis Scott walked by, we'd be like, look, what, what is this clown ass doing? Yeah, for real. And that that shit crazy. I think that's the reason. Like, I don't even think award shows is necessary no more. Cause it used to be kind of like a little political thing where you know you get the right relationships with yep. a lady or with a promotion company and we'll get you in on this slot in the Grammys because and we'll give you like this like promo like this commercial for example like right. Yachty got the Burger King commercial and then he did a Burger King performance at the VMAs to make some money right and I mean nowadays bro you could you could do that shit on on IG bro. yeah. You do that shit like <laughs> right from the timeline. You don't even need that kind of shit. And plus, niggas don't care who the Grammys think is the best. You yeah. know what I mean? Niggas don't think who the VMAs think is the best. Definitely niggas the VMAs. Is- See, I think I feel like that's the I agree with you about the Grammys, but I still think to a certain extent. But see, the Grammys. The Grammys put themselves in this corner because they don't give they don't give by merit in like what's actually real. They judge off of politics. And granted, the Oscars may do that, too. But the Oscars and Emmys feel more. It's like, OK, these are the best TV shows and movies. Yeah, the Oscars mess up sometimes, but the allure of the Oscars and the Emmys is still real. Whereas the Grammys, when you give Macklemore album of the year over Good Kid, Good Kid, Mad City, you lose all credibility at that point. The Oscars hasn't done anything that egregious. Right. And I think it's also is different with the Oscars because movies is different type of art. Yeah. You know I mean, like, I think it's it's less it's still objective, but it's way less objective than music. Than music. You know what I mean? Because you can Cause there, tangibly there, there, there see can if a movie's good or bad. Right. And, and plus, like, there's people like I mean, I'm not sure on the exact terms and shit, but I'm sure like if you spoke to directors and producers they oh, and, say and that, film critics uh, yeah right there's movies just need to be structured in a certain way to be good whereas like music you can have people you know and that there's like a hundred of them nowadays where there's like certain artists that you hear in the first listen and you're like man this ain't really that good i don't yeah. think this guy's really extremely talented but i can have that opinion and then the next person will think that that's the best, best. shit they ever heard yeah, it don't really happen like that with movies. You know and, I mean? and and something I, I agree with you two thousand percent. The the most you'll see like for the majority, if a movie's bad, most people can acknowledge that that movie's bad. Right. Granted, you'll have some people who are like contrarians who are like, oh no, this is my movie, this is my shit. But for the most part, you can you know when television and movies are bad. Music is right. so like for example, we'll, we'll use Uzi again. Me and you could not stand Eternal to take, but if you talk to Chris and Fade, it's like. That's the best shit smoking. 
Right. So it's and just I mean, music's more subjective. Yeah. And and what's crazy is even though like I'll I'll debate with Chris all day about that shit, but I still know in the back of my mind that like his opinion isn't any less valid than mine. Then, then, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? For it's sure. just all about what that's that to me, that's only with music where you could do that. And maybe yeah. some shit like like legit art, like niggas that paint and shit. Yeah, like, and drawings you know. and, and that type but of shit. Movies, bro, I feel like you you gotta reach a certain tier to even be in the in, ballpark. Yeah. Like you're not even gonna be nominated if your shit is just like we know, you know for a fact event there's no reason the Avengers should be nominated for an Oscar, whereas Dark Knight, you could tell that's some Oscar level right. shit. And I mean not even that, because I'm saying you gotta realize there's a lot of these like SoundCloud dudes that legit they made this shit on a free audio editing program and yeah. now they number one like where you can't movies, have that with movies. It's not <laughs> yeah, it's not no nigga getting nominated from Grammys with an iPhone and iMovie. Unless I mean? like, unless you, the iPhone movie is like the most revolutionary, it's gotta be like right. the most you revolutionary some, shit. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do some crazy shit. But I'm saying there's a very slim chance that if you just working with your iPhone camera and, and iMovie, iMovie yeah. you're not even in the conversation. But you barely music, getting YouTube not, views. <laughs> right. It's not like that with music. There's yeah. niggas legit in the closet <laughs> on <laughs> Fucking the free editing program, Rudy Loops, like yeah, making it on SoundCloud, bro. That's a fact. No, it's two different, two different things. But I do think that the VMAs need to be over with. Yeah, like, it's done. Who, who and I don't even, and I don't even think they should come in like some internet capable, like some youth. Like before, I know when we talked about this early, when with the last award show, uh, when you first was coming on here, we was like, oh, it could be like an internet streaming service thing. Like, nah, bro, we don't even need that shit at all. Like, unless like. It, it would have to be something with Twitter. Uh, I, I don't need... No, I actually, I take that back. We don't need none of that shit. Because like you said, by the time those things happen, we already have our idea on everything. And music videos, right. to a certain extent, are kind of dead. Like, it, if you put out a cool music video, then you move the needle. But for the most part, music videos are kind of dead. Yeah, I think they only work if you're like, super top-tier artists. Or if you're a new artist that does something super innovative right and i mean it could go i still think that people as a whole don't really care enough to want to watch a music video you know, but i think it is necessary in some capacity because it keep it keep artists from being too complacent like and you gotta it, keep the creativity up and you can get to know an artist through his videos you can get right. to know like that can maybe determine whether or not they're just some some of your everyday average artists or it becomes your favorite artist. Right. So honestly, I think either which I think the VMAs will never switch the format. I was about to say if they change the format up, but I think there needs to maybe be, you know, some some outlet that does it from the voice of the people completely. Mm. Like it's not there's no way a record label can sway the decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where people go vote see, on a poll and like you have right. fans like basically do like a Zoom call where fans come in and just like talk about it. Right. That'd that be would lit. Be fire. Yeah, that that'd be, be we're gonna have to talk about that I off am, air. Let's let's yeah, not give these niggas no ideas because that is that is pretty lit. <laughs> but but I definitely agree with you because the format they have right now is just is is too much. But the next topic we got. Since me and you are always talking OnlyFans, and when it's me and you, we got to stand up for the OnlyFans girls. Even though we shit on them and talk bad about them, 
we're not gonna let Be- Bella Thorne just get away with what she did. So she finessed you nasty, dirty niggas for two million dollars in a weekend for some bikini pics. Doom, what the hell is going on? And now she got OnlyFans changing their whole platform to where you can only get a $50 limit on sending shit and like certain content to where before they could send however much they wanted. This is hurting the sex workers. You dirty, nasty Negroes and white boys buying Bella Thorne's fucking bikini pics ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Bro, I'm going to just say this before we get to like the, <laughs> the real shit, because I do have a serious take on this. But we can't just skip over the fact that nasty niggas is spending $200 on titty pics. Not even titty pics, though. Bikini pics. My nigga. My <laughs> nigga well, well, I think the issue was that she insinuated it was going to be pics, like yeah. nude shit. Yeah. And then it ended up not being, which I'm cool with. If you able to hustle, yeah. niggas, do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Same. But I think that's a growing problem where because you got to realize I've been seeing a lot of girls getting it on OnlyFans and don't twist don't twist my shit up I don't mean that in a bad way no we get just you get, get you hustle yeah. you know what I mean I'm saying it's really a lot so I look at that fact and then you think there has to be a customer base for this shit for it to be Thousands of girls posting. Oh, I did. I'm in the top percent. Yeah, like, fans bro, like, everybody is like bro. in the top percent now. Like, you niggas it's, just got money to blow. Man, <laughs> that mean that these niggas are pumping a lot of money into OnlyFans. And I'm saying, me personally, I could never, bro. I could no, never yeah. imagine getting to the point where I'm like, yo, I want to see this bitch naked so bad. <laughs> that I'm about to just drop two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's you know crazy. What I'm saying? Like for a picture, bro, that's wild. Yeah, and and I I I'm kind of upset at OnlyFans for putting the like I think in terms, but they never wanted to be the sex worker platform. So maybe these these women who are doing it for the for the sex worker industry, for the porn industry, y'all need to leave and find a better platform that that where y'all don't have to have a cap because OnlyFans putting a cap on it. I get I'm upset that they did it, but I get why you do it. You do it so you don't get a Bella Thorne. But that also harms the 50 other women who are being legit with it. So it's like, right, you got to maybe and and maybe this is asking too much of OnlyFans, but the celebrities who aren't following through with their words, you cut the pro, you cut the process for them. You don't cut it for everybody else. You don't do it a clean swipe across the board. But maybe that's too much of how do you stop everybody? How do you make sure that? Uh, Lily in Indiana is doing the right thing because she could be finessing too, but because she's not big enough, maybe they can't check for it. So it's like, who, how do you right. do it? So I get why they did it, but it's like either the women that are in that industry need to leave and go to like a Just For Fans or a Patreon or go to a different system than OnlyFans because there has to be a way for them to continue to make their bag. It can't just be Bella Thorne fucking it up for everybody. Right. And honestly, my thing is, if, if any... Female with OnlyFans is listening. Take notes. Get your own subscription-based website. Your platform. Yeah. Because it's so simple. You can go to Squarespace and set that up easy. Exactly. Exactly. Like $10 a month for a domain name. And if you making, think about it. They got girls. I seen one post the other day. She created one in her first three days, $50,000. Bro, literally, you know what I mean? one guy's subscription. Small investment? Yeah, one guy's subscription could cover your entire website shit. Like, if you charge $30 to enter to your website, because some women do that. But let's say, let's not even do that. Let's say you charge 10 
$10 entry, one person takes care of your domain name and site. Uh, and the next person takes care of paying for you having a marketplace. And then after that, everything's net positive. Right. And especially like when you're talking about the ones that's making, you know, six figures. Yeah, I'm year. not giving a percentage to and, and, fans. And, and honestly, bro, that's that's like a lot of these women. Like yeah. Ones that don't have a big following are making fifty to eighty thousand dollars in a year. Yep. From Just only fans. And I'm saying these yeah. are, these are girls with like five six k followers. This is not nothing. Shit, maybe even a like, thousand followers. I've seen girls with like five hundred yeah, followers getting getting like, to the bag. This is, I would say, bro, even if I don't know how much OnlyFans charge to take they cut, but even a three percent fee. Ain't shit. Of a hundred thousand dollars is a lot shit. of money, bro. Like, you oh yeah, no, no, no. It's a lot. It's, it's ain't shit to OnlyFans. It's a lot of money for them for the women. Right. Like, yeah, you got to cut right. out that to make your like. That's 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 saying I'm gonna give. Not OnlyFans only would argue three thousand dollars just to use their platform. That's not, crazy. Not OnlyFans would argue that the marketplace for the women who have five hundred to a thousand followers who are making that that eighty thousand to a hundred thousand a year. They would argue that you only get that because of our marketplace. Is is that how it worked though? I well, from my understanding, there I don't think, and I, I never been on it, so I, I would have to talk to somebody. I just that's know, I just there. know, basically. Okay, so when you follow someone, after that, when you go to your home page, because one of my one of my niggas got in and I saw, there's a there's a a list of people who are like the account you follow. And it's not famous, it's not famous porn star bitches. It's just people that that, for example, let's say, let's say uh you're following someone that's uh you you like big titties. You're gonna see a, a list of big tit of big titties. Or if you like ass, you're gonna see a list okay. of people. It's it's gonna see, be I like know that. it's gonna be based upon yeah. what you follow. So if you follow like movie pods, you're you gonna see a bunch of movie cut podcasts. Right. See, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that there was like an explore mm -hmm. page. Cause the type of promo that I be seeing these girls on, like it's just them. doing all the yeah. work. You know what I mean? Like I don't think any of the the and I think that's a tiny base. percent anyway. Yeah, but you can and find I mean, people be. based it off of that. Be. Cause the ones I see, like they they do it like they running a legitimate business. Yeah, business like it's a whole marketing shit that they be doing to get niggas to go to their OnlyFans page. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying, if I'm doing all that anyway, what the fuck I need I need to do. And, and that's my thing. Like, if you are, if you have over a thousand, shit, if you even got five, if you got anywhere from 500 to plus, and in those 500, you can tangibly see through your analytics that the people who follow me are spending money with me, you need to do it yourself. You really do. Even if you have 500 followers, like I said, if you charge $10 a subscription, that covers your Squarespace for a month. Just one person. Yeah. So and I mean, I, I think they could make some some really good money. It'd be a and look if you need if you need some business advice or some um, or a manager or a marketing egg team, me and Duma take a cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Y'all hit us up. <laughs> we we'll get you popping out in these streets. I know what nasty niggas like. I see these niggas on a daily and they disgust me. <laughs> These niggas are crazy, bro. I literally can't understand it, bro. I, I'm a never, and I mean, I don't talk down on nobody that do whatever. Yeah, whatever you, you like float your butt. But like, yeah, that's that's that you. shit is y'all just simple. But, 
$200 for a picture? That's never happened. Fuck before. no, especially when there's things never like Pornhub, Reddit. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> you can find, it's not like, I can understand maybe, and this is a big maybe, if you could never see these women except on this one platform by paying for it. This is the only way you get any of their content ever. But the fact that there's millions on millions right. of videos for free. Or if you go to Reddit, type in the girl's name, there's millions and millions of pictures right. for free. My nigga, beating your meat ain't that serious. <laughs> like, so much of it that nigga, if you started on Pornhub today, it would take you 50 years to watch yeah, that video. Yeah, I, I was about to say, bro. what are you like, about to say? I thought you was about to say a year. I was like, doom, you tripping. Yeah, 50 bro. years is, yeah. And like, that's even, that's a maybe. lot of free shit out there. A lot of yeah. free shit, but that, that's just me. And free shit that'll probably be better produced than what they post. You're getting from OnlyFans. That is a you know fact. What I'm Unless, now, but, they got like some I women said, who got full I'm production crews, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Because I, I do think a lot of it is the fact that they feel like these girls are normal. They can yeah. just hop on Twitter and talk, talk to, to these them, women. But that's not you know the case. I mean? Like, yeah. Once they start getting a bag, bag yeah. they just like a celebrity, bro. But that's what they, they like. I think that, I think you're absolutely right. I think they like the idea of when I deal with her, I can talk to her in my messages. Whereas on Pornhub, I have no contact with this woman. So it, right. it entices their fantasy. I think you're right about that. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. Get your bag though, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all right. thing, ladies. Get yeah. Get your own marketplace. Get your own websites. Leave OnlyFans because fuck Bella Thorne for fucking y'all bag up. But let's get to some hip hop shit. Doom. So Kanye West did an interview with Nick Cannon. I want you to tell the people Basically, and what it was about, what what Kanye was talking about, and then let's discuss our thoughts on what was said. All right, so I watched it, and it was it was pretty much. I thought it was gonna be more of like a interview form type. Situation. It was just Kanye rambling, <laughs> but it was it was like Nick and Ye, and you could tell, which I didn't really notice. Like obviously they know each other, but I didn't know they had such a close relationship see i didn't did you so, be, i didn't i don't know if that's so true because nick banged his wife like are they like how is that is it real or is know, it yeah i don't know a lot of those shits you never know for sure unless yeah. they just ever come out and straight say, say it. it yeah but i i can say that i can tell just from watching the interview they had a comfortable relationship prior to that I, I could agree with that. I don't that. know for how long or how strong, but they definitely know each other further than talking on a professional relationship yeah, okay. type thing. Just because every time Ye is in an interview situation, it goes completely different than that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Even like, with Charlamagne. I was, I was waiting for the moment where he gave something that the, you know, you know how TMZ yeah. do, they'll try to paint him out to be you know, like this explosive, crazy nigga. But that moment never came in this interview. Like they legit yeah. just had a, a back and forth. It just seems like they were just talking at their house. Right. And he started out talking about um like why he almost embraces being called crazy and all this stuff. And and which I agree with a lot of the points is that he was saying how if he ever sounds normal, then there's a problem because, and, and honestly, when you think about it, it's kind of, it's kind of right. Cause there always has to be somebody, somebody in the culture that's 
trying to think of new ideas and new ways to push shit forward. That's true. And, you know, we can, we can hope that there's some magical politician or something that come out of nowhere and actually cares about black people. But he was kind of insinuating that that shit is not going to happen. It got to be us. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm trying to think of new ways, it might sound crazy to you, but that's only because you're not trying to do shit about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And See, I, I can agree, agree with, with the I point. Agree with a lot of that. I can agree with the point of it. Just though his actions don't, his actions don't yeah. necessarily align and, with the points. But the right. points are and accurate. Him and him and, him and Nick kind of spoke on that though. He they were talking about how um, he feels like whenever you reach a certain level in the culture, people expect you to carry yourself in a certain way. They expect you to act like this or talk like that because you have a platform, because you've become a prominent figure. But what he was saying is at the end of the day, I don't even want to be that. I'm and just that, and look, a regular nigga like you and the dude next to you. I agree you know with saying? that, but let me pose this to you. I, I'm not even, because I'll agree with that, because I don't think that just because you have a just because you're a rapper or an athlete that you should that you should be looked to as this figure that has to have this platform that talks or whatever you not everybody wants that not everybody goes for that if you if you put yourself in that position like us like what we're doing you have to do that cuz that this is the platform you have you have to speak that way but i think this from everything you he's saying just from his words him aligning with trump doesn't make sense that's all i'm like like I, just from the points he makes in his words and his explanations, some of the things he aligned with doesn't make sense because the people he's aligning with are against what he's saying. But I do agree that you can't be hog tied down to just because you're black, you're supposed to vote Democrat. That's not what I'm saying. I don't agree with that at all. But I'm saying the things that he says he fights for, the people he aligns with don't align with the things he's fighting for. Right. And I mean, I can definitely agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of it is, it's a combination between, because I do agree, he talks like he's from a certain position. Yeah, he and then talks like he's not at that money that, level he's at, but he, right. but he does, the, like, right. he talks like he's at a normal person level, but his actions are, I'm at a rich nigga level. And I, I think that's his downfall. I think he doesn't know how to separate the fact that his reality is a whole lot different than everybody else's dude in the hood (laughs) working minimum wage at, you know, KFC trying to make a way, you know what I mean? Like his experience is a complete 360 from that experience. One thousand. I mean, and I don't think he realizes how bad the experience can be for somebody that's not at his level. Yeah. And that's my only issue with Kanye, but I will say his intentions are good. Like I really do genuinely believe him. I'm like, starting listening to, to the conversation with him and Nick. Yeah. I believe that he's trying. I'm starting to I'm starting to fall on that pattern from what he said. If if I go off of what he's saying, his intentions are right, but it's like what I'm saying, his actions don't align with his intentions at all. Like his act right. like his actions don't align with what he's saying, but I think what he's saying is accurate. Like you're saying, like, I think what he's saying, right. That needs to happen. Cause if not, then we won't progress. Right. 
and, and and that's exactly the point. That's kind of why when we had the original shit after his rally, I was like, let me let me shoot my man some bail. Cause I get it now. Pretty much what what I see is that he's saying, and and him and Nick kind of talked about this. This was another conversation they had. They were talking about like when white people say, Well, oh, if you don't you don't like this, go back to your country. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he he was his reply to somebody who would say something like that was, and where is that exactly? You've taken everything from all of my people. Like we don't even know where home would have been. Yeah, that's a fact. Had y'all not taken us here in the first place. You know what I mean? So he was saying we can we can try to fight that bullshit fight, but that's not the reality. Like we were brought here as servants yeah and even though slavery isn't a thing they still have us in a position to where if you don't do all of the things that they tell you you should set out to do you're gonna have a fucking hard time (laughs) and and what he was saying was everything that you see is his hard time you know what i mean because black people are aren't supposed to be billionaires you know what i mean and and when you think about Everything Kanye has done after he made it as a producer slash artist, everything that he's done outside of that, and and you got to admit, that's a stereotypical nigga path. The only way out is to rap a ball, like that type of shit. And he was saying everything that he's done outside of rap, they've attempted to call him crazy for. See- Until like- now we we look back when it's years later and we can look at what the Yeezy brand has grown into. You know what I mean? We can say, oh, that wasn't wow. But, but see, okay, to that point, Doom, he puts himself in those situations. Like, we don't call Diddy crazy for doing the same shit that Kanye is attempting. Like, we don't call Jay-Z crazy. Like, at, at a certain point, you have to acknowledge that you yourself has been saying and doing things that align with that term. And yes and no. I feel like, yes, it aligns with the... Because we don't call all these other black millionaires and billionaires crazy because they don't do crazy. Like in prime example, oh man, how am I forgetting this dude's name? The guy who is trying to, uh, the black guy who owns networks and shit, he's a billionaire. He, he, oh my good, oh, oh man, I'm feeling so bad I don't know this dude's name. But he is a maverick and a trailblazer and he does not go by the book. But nobody calls this dude crazy. We call him a genius right. because he doesn't do he doesn't appear to do the sh- or say the shit that Kanye says. Right. And and I kind of got an explanation for that just from listening to him talk and like really just trying to be open-minded to where his thought process comes from. Cause like when I listen to Ye, I feel like most people listen to what's going to be that wild shit that he say. And they waiting to like get that little clip. Yeah. But, like when Bob Johnson. Him, we don't say shit about Bob Johnson. Right. Yeah. But I'm going to explain why. Those people, they don't say from the white person's definition what would be crazy. They don't say crazy shit. Because I think Ye brought up the Taylor Swift thing on the Nick Cannon interview. I don't know if you made it that far in the interview or not. No, no, no. But I did not. 
he he brought up that and he was saying while that shit seemed crazy he <laughs> said what wasn't crazy was that they gave him henny what wasn't crazy was that they strategically placed him in the first row right in the action and that happened the first thing of the award show now like, can i ask a like question first... what's did, up did he not ask for that hennessy <laughs> i don't know did he, whether, did he have whether, to drink whether, that, that... Whether that happened or not. And and if you, if I am, I fuck, fuck being white. I'm black Lyndon. I'm in charge of the VMAs. Nigga, I'm putting your ass in the front row because you's Kanye. Like, what are we talking, like, what are we talking about, dude? Like, come on, dude. Now that's that's not, that's not always the case where the biggest people are just in the first row. But you want them, you You want, you want all the biggest faces in the first couple? Like you, granted. Granted, okay, you didn't have to put him right there, but that was his decision. Like, we got to stop. We, we got to, like, you got to take credit for what you have done. Like, you drank that Henny, and your ass went up there. And, like, and 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 I don't even think that's us calling him crazy. That's just us saying Ye was being wild. Because I don't even think that's a crazy moment. But the fact that what, what you say on TMZ and do all that, you're saying that. At some point, you got to take, yeah. you can't blame others for your actions. Yeah, that's all that's, I'm saying. That's that's where I shoot him the bell about. I think his perspective is just different from ours. Like I don't think when it happens from him, which was kind of the overall theme of their conversation, was that their point of view they know isn't always the right one. It's just society kind of teaches us that we should even care about what Ye gotta say in the first place. Like, now that I agree with he's famous and yeah. all this other shit. And he was saying that I realize I'm not perfect, but I am one of the only few niggas even attempting to try to make some change. And he would not be wrong in that. Yeah. There's a that's... lot of people with money in our community from us that don't that don't that give a just fuck. refuse to yeah. do shit. No, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not a knock. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like some people just aren't cut out for that fight. Yeah. But I'm saying the people who are even attempting, even if everything you, you got to give them some wrong, credit. No, I agree with you that. You got to give them his props in that. You yeah. Know what I mean? No, I look, I, I think I'm, I think I'm like seven, I think I'm like 60% agreeing with everything you said. Like it's, 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 it, I didn't made a, a 180 flip, but the 40% is like you, you can't hide behind the fact of, oh, this is what white people think, or this is what white people taught us to think. No, nigga, your actions have put put us to think what you're saying. Like, you're giving too much credit to white people to say, oh, they've conditioned you to think how you think. No, nigga, I think from what my opinion on the world is that your ass is doing some ignorant shit. Yeah. And that's I mean, all, I that's all I'm I saying. Can't, I can't disagree with that at all. But... I think he's right in the in a, to a certain degree, just because we are trained to, and and trained sound fucked up. That's I what don't, I don't know what the right. I don't. I don't is. like to give uh, give the white race that much, like they have that much power over us. Granted, yeah. it's a if if we want to be if, if we're gonna do this, okay. Yes, Western Western educational system is brought on by them, but if you look at. I guarantee they got niggas in Africa who have learned the quote unquote African way who think this nigga is doing some crazy shit. Like you can't, 
That's yeah. at, at the end of the day, no matter what is taught to us in your gut, you can't deny what your gut tells you. And that's instinctual. And instinctually, some of that shit just don't feel right. That's all. I, and that, and I'm right. just saying, don't give white people that much power over you. Don't give any race that much power over you. And don't and don't excuse yourself for things that you've actually done. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely can't disagree with that shit. But I, but, but, but like, but like you saying, I agree. Point, but I do think I do agree with you about, about very underappreciated. Yeah, I, I, and look, I, I, yeah. I, and I agree with you with everything you've been saying in the sense of we got to give Kanye more credit because he's actually attempting, and what he's saying is not wrong. What he's saying is actually smart, and it actually pertains to good shit for the culture. And I agree that we should not hold celebrities to this esteem to where they are speakers for or an entire race of people. That's not who we should put our flag behind. I agree with all of that. And 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 and, and, and not anybody. You know what yeah, I mean? Like true. I don't think that there should be any one person that can just speak on behalf of, of everybody. Yeah, everyone. No, you know I, what I mean. I like agree that, with that. That shit shouldn't even exist. But I think his his intention is. I'm going to show that I'm at least having these ideas and putting this thought into that I'm how a free thing forward because just that in itself might inspire the next person. Like it that's could be why I saying like, yo, I yeah. totally disagree with everything you doing, but it inspires but me in to me. Do, disagreeing, yeah. I think we should do this instead. And that no. might be the idea that saved everybody. You know what I, I mean? I like, agree with that. that so, look, this episode, we agree with you. I appreciate it. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And this interview definitely, like I said, I'm not as mad at him. I, what you're saying about his intentions, I'm starting to see his intentions are pure and his intentions are good. And we need to give him more credit for that. But I'm even more firmer on the idea of, nigga, you did this. Like your action, you can't give yeah. people power and say that. that that's like, yeah, like you did that. At the end of the day, you got to take responsibility for what you did. No matter right. the situation, because nobody also, put he, that, but unless they put that bottle to his mouth and forced him to drink, nigga, you did that. Like, yeah, right. That's all I'm saying. And I, I wish Nick Cannon would ask about those situations. Like, yeah, hopefully in part, hopefully in part two, they avoiding do avoiding situations. Right. Because there is a second part. I was just about to say that. But I feel like they didn't talk much about him and his campaign and what he was actually oh, yeah, trying to accomplish. Because that's that's important. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially if he seriously think he got a shot at winning. We should at least know why what your mission is yeah. outside of abortions. But see, that's why while that's an extremely two, important topic. Oh, no, go yeah, ahead. Like, while that's important, bro, you, you got to address everything else that a president has no choice but to address. But that's why in part two is going to be very critical, and my opinion may change again, because we're going to know if this was all for show or not. We're going to know by the end of part two, because that's something that he got to... He can't just not address that. And I agree with you 1,000. I wish the interviewer would challenge him more so we could get more of an explanation, and I don't think he would do it if he was challenged. I don't. Right. And that's something, but, but I, I don't I think, think anybody would do that. Somebody episode. that he could tell, like, hey, don't, don't, we not don't do it. Yeah. That's what I want to do out of this interview. No, Especially 100%. somebody like Nick, who kind of in a compromised situation where he got to do it at this point. interview it's was huge. big. Yeah. Now it makes Especially CBS. Especially after he loses his show and all yep. this other shit. Like, he, 
Ye was he had the leverage going into that. Now team. NBC don't want me. Cool. CBS, ABC. I'm working with Kanye West. What y'all want to do? Right. It, 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 no, right. I agree with that two thousand percent. That that is accurate. Next up, we got bro. ASAP Ferg is no longer a part of ASAP. What? So. Ferg ain't ASAP no more. That nigga burnt out. Song's dumb. Trash. Mr. Anthem can't get it right. This is what the co-founder of ASAP Mob said. He, this is ASAP Zills or Pills, whatever his name is. Ills. I don't know. what the I, know, I ain't never heard this nigga tell before this, but apparently he the co-founder. Uh, he went to share screenshots that he had with Ferg, asking him to give him a call. ASAP Bari confirmed the news hours later writing that Ills started ASAP. If it wasn't for him, there would be no ASAP mob. So hell, Ills. Uh, so yeah, it seems like Ferg was kicked out. But ASAP Nance said that's false news. The trap lord was not and will not be kicked out of ASAP. False news. Everybody go home. But it's interesting how y'all how ASAP still got ASAP Bari in the group when that's a a, a real life rapist. Like what do we do? What are, like ASAP Ills and Bari look so stupid that we gonna keep Bari in here a rapist but kick Ferg out like. Without yeah. like, who is you, ASAP Ills? Like, cool, you start like yo. We yo, we were all friends. You you came up with it with uh, oh, how am I forgetting my dude's name? Rest in peace. Uh, fuck the dude with the with the the mark on his face. ASAP. Uh, they they do ASAP day after him. But you and him might have started. Uh, yeah, I know you talking about. But, I know you talking but about. But these two niggas make all your money. Like, what are we t- you him without Rocky and Ferg? Y'all wouldn't be shit. Right. I think Ferg realized that too. What it sounded like is Ferg was like, "Yo, I'm done with this shit." That's what I think it is. Otherwise, I think you, Ferg would, is you done. wouldn't have them niggas saying, "Oh, we didn't kick him out." You know what yeah. I mean? I think somebody might have said that because they felt played that he left and was like, "Ah, oh, we just go get in front of it, tell niggas we kicked him out." But yep, it sounded like he was part of that because ASAP right. Yams. Like, yeah, they, that's not what is what is. Yeah, I didn't know. It, like, I don't, I don't know who Ills is. I know Yams and Yams. Yams probably rolling over this. That y'all saying ASAP Ferg not part of ASAP no more. Like what the hell? Yeah. Who is Ills? That's, Who is Ills and Bari to say Ferg, anything? Like if it's not Rocky, yeah, Ferg uh, definitely don't need them niggas. Yeah, Ferg does not. And if I'm Rocky, these I fuck just saw you this niggas. nigga ASAP doing some shit. ASAP Ferg doing some shit with the PGA. Like, yeah, like, what the fuck he need these two niggas for? Exactly. <laughs> like this I nigga making some moves. Fuck Bari and fuck Ills. Like, I'm Ferg. I got fashion lines. Rocky, my best friend. I'm doing shit with the PGA. I, I, I work with Diddy. Like, if I'm Ferg, I could go to any record label I want, or I could be independent and make all the money. Fuck you niggas. I don't need y'all. Like, yeah. who is ASAP Ills? Is, now he got to rebrand his name. Yeah. Roll with he could just Ferg. go with Ferg. Ferg, yeah. that's all he got to do. I mean, niggas, niggas call him Ferg anyway. So exactly. So it would be switch. It, just like they call Rocky, Rocky. It's just, it's just Rocky yeah. and Ferg. Like, we don't need that shit. But something else that's just crazy. A lot of crazy shit just going on. And I got to start this by saying, unfollowing academics have, has been the best move of my social media career. I just feel n- less negativity on my timeline, less co- nonsense. So Ace, uh, academics has now challenged Maul and Rory to a million dollar fight, boxing fight, think he'd beat their ass. This nigga went on stream and was just talking shit about him and talking shit about the Joe Button podcast saying, oh, y'all just follow Joe. Y'all not gonna make no money, y'all dumb niggas. Don't realize what they're doing. But wow, this is the this is the nigga that's trying to save 6 9 career because 6 9 is about to battle Lil Dirk for an album release day. And if 6 9 loses, 
it's over for him. All the antics, all everything is done. And the only person trying to keep this alive because he knows this is his cash cow is academics. Academics is a clown, bro. Like I, I, I always say I have respect for him, but I'm slow, like for what he built. But like every every day he does some more and more clown shit, and he just he fucked up his whole position by just aligning yeah. with six nine and just doing dumb shit. And, and bro, that's the reason why everything that I do, every move that I make, because like, obviously, niggas like me and you, we got like a mission with what we, we trying to build. Facts. You know what I mean? Like you got the podcast, I got my music and shit. Like we got a, a certain mission that we trying to accomplish that we know is not going to be just overnight. Yeah. I would never compromise all of my work by just engaging in clown oh, shit. shit. Yeah. And, and not only did he engage in it, bro, he built his whole platform off of that. Yeah. Like, and he made so that his brand. Exactly. And the crazy thing is, you know, that clown shit never lasts. Like, that has never thing. happened in the history of existence. You It'll know what I'm get saying? You, like, it, it's uh, clown shit is literally gasoline for a match, but that gasoline will burn out eventually. It's not coal and wood. That yeah, it'll start off as a small fire, but that coal and wood will eventually grow to a huge fire and sustain for a lot longer than just gasoline on a match. Gasoline on a match mm -hmm. blows up and then dissipates. That's what he did. Yep. Whereas he had the opportunity to okay, you did the clown shit with Chicago, but Chicago niggas forgave you. You you now are the biggest voice in hip hop, and instead of learning from your mistakes with Chicago and how you handled all that and what you promoted. You double down on it and go with this, this, this just clown of a guy in six nine and just it's just you you fumbled the rock so much and you just and you want to talk about them you have no integrity, right? And and I think all with this little fight shit is is you see at realizing that it's at almost one over. point yeah that. And at, at one point, he was Joe Button's sidekick. And he Some could that, argue, some could argue, was never Joe Button's sidekick, was Joe Button's equal. Yeah. And, and now you look at time progressing, because you know when Joe left Complex, that was like, everybody was saying, well, he fucked. Yeah, it's over with. Now. You know what I mean? Because you saw him kind of rise, and then, because... Honestly, the, the complex show was niggas wasn't even talking about Joe Button before that. Yeah. He always had his pod going, but niggas didn't care about, about the pod until pod, after he was doing. Yep. And Joe going complex, he made a name for himself by being genuine. Like yep. everything that he was saying, he wasn't just pandering to clicks. what would get clicks or what yep. would make the quick buck. Like he was genuinely getting passionate over the shit that he really believed in. He was being genuine. And people fucked with that. So when he left, that initial breakup, I'm sure Ak was sitting there thinking like, aha, nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm over here still eating. eating. Look at yep. you. I got the big... And, then and arguably, he, the he biggest show the in hip-hop since what? The Breakfast Club. It was arguably... That's they They arguably took The Breakfast Club spot from number one. Arguably. That's and then... Fact. And he I thought he had it. it. What's the name of the show now? I don't, I don't forget. It's still Everyday Struggle. It's still everyday every, struggle. Everyday struggle. I remember watching that show thinking, like, all right, what the fuck? I need to watch, watch the, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club for. Yeah. 
Because everyday struggle was real. You yep. know what I mean? Like that was like it was a daily club, show. They don't right. I remember I remember the Breakfast Club being with iHeart and all that shit. Like everything was always so TV and radio yeah. ready. You yep. know what I mean? And the only and thing that wasn't the, un- shit, the stuff that was uncut was just interviews, and it was interviews with specific people. So you had to pick and pick through like what interview is for me, what interview right. isn't. Whereas these dudes was coming raw and uncut every day. Yep. And I fucked with it, bro. And I even yeah. low key kind of fucked with it after Joe. Same. But what happened was is the longer and longer it went, and the more you know. Act started seeing a little success. He just don't know when to chill with the yep. craziness. You know what I mean? Like those to me are the kind of niggas we need to be calling crazy. Yeah, because he'll sit there and literally tear down people fighting the same fight. Well, the fight he should be fighting. He'll tear down people on his side just for some clicks and yeah, he's he doing the same shit that we complain about the actual media. You know what I'm saying? We we complain about that shit all the time. And then and that's him. somebody that's from our side do the same shit. And someone and who made it corny, from the like, ground up, they, like someone who made it from just posting Instagram and YouTube videos to the point that he is. That's somebody that I know for a fact you want a champion. I want a champion. But you can't because you you took that and, and just... You went left with you didn't even you didn't even you, you took yeah. it and just became the most I'm doing this for money I'm doing this for clicks I'm doing this to to get likes I'm doing this you 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 are literally with the vine you are literally with Bunk was Bunk Gang you literally did the Bunk Gang for yeah. media and it's like but you were the one that was making fun of Bunk for clowning but that's what you did yeah and I mean. I really used to fuck with Act. Same. So I still champion the what way he, he came up. Yeah. What I don't champion is what he did after the come up. Once he How got he it. used the shit he gained from the come up. Yeah. Because my nigga, you could still, there was a million ways, especially once Act made it to where he was. There was a million ways. Like we talking about at the everyday struggle point. There's so many different shits he could have did to sustain a career. Other well, he than could have had a, his dumb fucking ass. with six nine, other than tearing down other black artists, you know he what I mean? So there was dumb. so much shit you could have done. He could have made himself a Twitch show and been the guy, like been the main Twitch nigga, and like been a Twitch partner and got a That's bag a from Twitch. But yet he he wanted to just suck That's complexes and just work for somebody instead of being a boss. And there's nothing wrong with and look. Let me say this: there's nothing wrong with working for someone, but. What he did was not just work for someone. He aligned himself with certain people that would, he felt that as they rose, he would ride their coattails to the top instead of doing it on his own in that right. fashion. Because you could work for someone, but still get yourself to the top. Like, look at, uh, look at Elliot Wilson. Elliot Wilson works for Tidal, but you can't tell me Elliot Wilson not a boss in building his brand and doing things his way in, in with the Rap Radar podcast. Whereas Act right. aligned himself with 6ix9ine and wanted to ride 6ix9ine's coattails till it fell off. Yeah. And I mean, now he's seeing uh, effects from that. Like he's you know trying saying? to promote this Lil Durk in, in 6ix9ine beef. And then we find out that 6ix9ine people offered Lil Durk $3 million to beef with him. Like, what is that? What are y'all doing? Yeah. If Lil Durk and- starts beefing with him, I lose so much respect for Durk. Yeah, and honestly, bro, as Ak, as somebody that should be the voice for us, why are you even promoting beef? 
Yeah. Like we over here trying to fight the opposite fight. We over here trying to get white people to see that we not animals that just yep. care about this dumbass bullshit all the time. That we really trying to be out here doing good for society. Facts. And this the shit you choose to promote. Promote. Nigga? Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, for a clown like six nine, bro. You know no, what I'm saying? Right. I hate I hate calling people shit like that, but people who do shit like that. You gotta say it. the the direction of where the culture should be going. Like we need to always be moving forward, not back. Like I, I like I say, like, for the preservation and progression of the culture, and he is not for that at all. That's that's a fact. And he like, he proven that you know every what I mean? day. I, like I don't I know if I, to how does Wayno work with him? How does Nadeska and Wayno work with him? I don't because the, they seem like some real integrity people. If you watch Nadeska's show by herself on Apple, great show. Wayno, I, I I love what Nadeska does. I love what Wayno does. I don't know how they work with him. I don't know. Yeah. And I really fuck with Wayno. Like Wayno is, I think he Wayno the only reason why I watch that show. Of, yeah, if he I watch it. something outside of complex, he does. I would, I would definitely. It's time to get out. Do I, I'm sorry. I need to, I need to look up on that. If he do have something outside, I feel like his outside shit is just artist management and development. Like what he be doing with his artists and shit. Yeah. But like, if you want to do a show, he need to, he need to get out of complex while the getting is good. Because I'm telling you, how you feel about this take? If Lil Durk outsells 6 9 in this upcoming album battle, it's over with. It is over for that yeah. nigga 6 9 I don't I'm think talking about right. I'm talking about over with in terms of being what he was. Because we're already seeing that people aren't checking for the antics. We're already seeing that, like, he's trying to start beef. He went to Chicago. He went to Old Block again. He's doing all this shit. And niggas is just like, bro, you just being a clown. You're doing too much. It's not getting the clicks that it used to get. And I think if this album flop, it's going to be, he not going to be done with like gone forever because he's still going to have his fans from Instagram and whatnot. He got a couple million fans. But I just think the idea of 6 9 being in that spotlight is done for. Yeah. I mean, I think that he still do numbers. I think he'll outperform Dirt. Mm -hmm. Unless somehow, you know, he get the laugh now, cry later to be on the album and they <laughs> Dirt count not the getting that. from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way, but I don't think he got so six nine. But I do think Dirk will never have to worry because the people fuck with Dirk. Look yeah. at him; they they take him serious way Thanks. more than they do six nine. And Dirk been in the game since the old Chicago drill era. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's consistency. So I think Dirk win if we talk about who, the the long game. You know what I mean? Dirk win hands down. Yeah, like six nine ain't never gonna be able to compete with that because we can already see his his shit dying. And his integrity, bro. yeah, no, that's a fact. Yep. We can see with the real and dirt. Let's get to some small stories, and I and we were gonna talk about this Joe Budden Tahiri shit, but I don't even want to because Joe is right. Like that lady's lying. All the major thing from this, I want you to listen to the pod, and we'll have a real conversation next week where. How do we handle women who lie about abuse and lie about these things and how that takes away from victims? We'll talk about that next week because I think that's the conversation needs to be had and not talking about Joe's situation because Joe 100% right. proved that this lady's lying. But I think the conversation needs to be had is how do we, what do we do in the situation as men when women lie on us? That's a conversation we need to have. And we'll do that next week with Brooklyn. But some small stories. R. Kelly got stabbed in prison, dog. Ooh, that nigga trapped in the cell. They stabbed him in jail. 
I wonder what the fuck he did to get in that situation. <laughs> niggas was That's like, what I want to know. Yeah, I know. Because if, if it was the rape thing, niggas would have just been like, oh, they would have did that earlier. But that nigga probably just was acting too much. Like, oh, I'm R. Kelly. I'm this nigga. The niggas probably was like, nigga, you're just a normal nigga. Shank, shank. <laughs> uh, like, they got his I just, ass I don't know, man. That's crazy. It just... It, and they it said they kicked him in the head. R. Kelly just... They they oh, said they shit. kicked him in his head, stabbed him. They said Arkela got his ass whooped. He not he in just, club fed. A though. nigga, a nigga at he in normal prison. So he he that's crazy. But he this is not a federal that's crazy crime. They just got him in the regular. Because you got to think right now shit. he go he'll go to club fed in a little bit because of the uh, allegations with the women because they happened over state lines and shit. But he's in real jail right now because right. of. The child support shit, because that happened in Chicago. That's not no. That's not a federal crime. Yeah. So he Damn. waiting trial for the Fed that's shit. Crazy. So he in real jail until he goes to club Fed. So Damn, bro. yeah, no, they gonna I mean, stab I his know ass. It's, it's a lot of people that probably think he he getting what was coming to him. Bro. Yep, and oh, yo, all the up, the boondocks if he is was a, doing some crazy shit. The boondocks is a predictor of the future. Did you, see all them, did you see all those crazy people marching down Chicago saying free R. Kelly? They had a free R. Kelly parade. I didn't see that. <laughs> That's nuts. That's nuts. They had black happen. women, bro. It was majority black women saying free this nigga. Free him for what? <laughs> <laughs> free him for what? I, I, need, I need the answer to that one. It was just Free that nigga for what? They said the women are lying. Free him. He need. We need his music again. That's Yo. crazy. If that's the case, black women need to chill with that. <laughs> but saying free that nigga is crazy. Said <laughs> put that nigga underneath the jailhouse, not even in jail, that's underneath it. Uh, next up, we got yo. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is a billionaire. That man went from writing plays in the back Salute. of his car in New Orleans to a billionaire. That salute. That's man. somebody we don't call crazy, Doom. Salute that nigga. Like, for real. Tyler Perry's a huge inspiration. Got his own studio. That's somebody that I respect. I Like, that's somebody that's doing what Kanye's saying, but his actions follow what he's doing. He said, okay, y'all don't want to give me a movie studio? Fuck it. I'm going to make one in Atlanta, and now everybody uses his studio. That's what, like, that's a trailblazer. It's super big, and I think we should take a second just to kind of appreciate that nigga and what he's doing, but all the shit that he's done, all the shit that he's built, all the money that he made, he still found a way to flip that into how can I pay it forward? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, same shit I was saying with Kanye, bro. That's like, you can count on one hand the niggas that'll touch a billion and that be their life focus after they touch a billion. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Most niggas trying to spend that money, go lay up with the baddest women in the world and Live life, yeah. but a nigga make it to that spot and still say, "All right, there's a whole lot more fight left to that be." That I gotta do. Yeah, I'm doing this, man. and I'm hiring people that look and are in the situation that, that I was, I was in. in when yep. I thought it was no way to make it. You know what I mean? And now giving he people opportunities. People. Yeah, man. Right. Like in, letting... in a spot. No, go ahead. Go My ahead. bad. In a in a spot where like. You can come into this and not have to worry about like, I got big corporation dollars, but I'm not gonna treat you like these big corporations would treat yep. you. I'm not. I can allow you to come in here. You can learn the game. You can make money. You can be 
financially taken care of. To and you now, can do it you your go, way. Like you can, I'm right. not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna try to control your art and change it so it fits my corporate agenda. I'm gonna let you make what you wanna make on my studio. And now you can take that and go use that to build your brand and to go get any job you right. want. You can, and you can come back to my studio and use it if you want, or you can go to somewhere else, but I'm giving you the opportunity to get to another level. And I, you got to applaud Tyler Perry, man. I like Tyler Perry is yeah. amazing for what he's doing. 1000. Yeah, that's, that's really big shit. Like I, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who they'll kind of see he got a billion dollars and they'll, snark at him because oh I ain't got a Billy so fuck that nigga you know what I mean but I think people need to appreciate definitely black people for sure need to yeah. kind of appreciate what he did and how he took what he did to and he and he's for our people you know what I mean? that's that shit the, is real important like Oprah yeah. Oprah says she's good for us but Oprah Oprah pick and choose when she good for us Tyler Perry is yeah, good for us. Like Tyler Perry cares about not just nope. black men, but black women. He, she, he cares about us all. And that's why God, I got to applaud Tyler Perry. The next small story we got is Variety reports that a uh, majority of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air cast will join Will Smith to celebrate a milestone. Will, Tatiana Ali, uh, Karen Parsons, Joseph Marcel, Daphne Maxwell Reed, Alfonso Ribeiro, and of course DJ Jazzy Jeff will be re reuniting for an unscripted sit down for HBO Max. The special is set to be filmed on September 10th. This is also leading up to giving people hype for the reboot that Will Smith's production company is doing. Are you excited for this uh, get back together? And are you excited for the reboot? I know this is a movie topic, but that trailer was so ass to me that I had to bring this up again. I'm excited about the cast coming back together. I'm not excited that that reboot is real. I don't know, man. Like, I, I watched the trailer, and I I mean, it didn't make me say, oh, shit, I can't <laughs> wait to watch this. But I, I don't think it'll be bad. Like I, I don't think like that, that they took the comedy out of it. Kind of. They made it, like, All-American. Yeah. And I know me and you watch All-American, yeah. but you can't lie. All-American is cheesy at some times. Yeah, for sure. But and I mean it is, but I, I I do think that giving it to the the new generation, generation, like just that fresh print story is important. Like something to keep it going. Even though it maybe we can argue it could have been executed different. But I do think it's important because like this is the shit that me and you came up on true. as kids. You know what I'm true. saying? And outside of going back and watching it, like the old episodes is not that type of shit. It's not really told through current eyes. Lynn, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's important for the new. And there's a lot of things that the old show, now. that the old show touches on. That's a little out of date. Like there's no cell. Like there's, they, right. I agree with that. I'm not going to hate yeah. on it, but, but I am excited for them coming back together to do a, a, a episode before we get that reboot. Like of the old school shit. That's crazy. I wonder what that's gonna be like. I, and they said it's unscripted, so they're just gonna that's be. Actually, uh, they said they're just gonna be freestyling and improvising, which is crazy to me. That's dope. Yeah, that's fucking dope. So I'm gonna be watching I that. I want to see that September. Uh, September. Oh, it's gonna be filmed on September 10th, and it will be aired on Thanksgiving. So for Thanksgiving on HBO Max, we got to check out the Fresh Prince of Bel Air secret special episode. And the final topic before we get to the interviews for today, bro, you saw Adele trying to be uh. Chet Hanks trying to be female Chet Hanks, Jamaican. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I need the backstory from that. How did that happen? How did that picture come to be? 
Because I've been seeing it everywhere, but nobody knows how that picture came to be. I don't know. I, just I need saw, to know. <laughs> I just saw it on the internet, and she posted it all. I don't even know if she posted it. It was just her and Bantu knots with uh, a big bird feather behind her with Jamaican bikini top. Look, like Adele is too... Adele's too special to be doing clown shit like that. <laughs> she too white to be doing shit like <laughs> That's that. That's true, too. Like, that didn't even look right. <laughs> that didn't even look right. And a lot of people was trying to kill her. They was trying to get her out of here for that. Yeah, no, that, that, she don't cancel. Come funny. on, that's just I some just, jokes. All that, all that yeah. got, all that deserve is some jokes. Like Chet Hanks, like we not canceling. Chet it just depends what the fuck she was doing though. Cause yeah. I know she got a black dude now. Ain't her boyfriend black? Her boyfriend Skepta, who's who's Jamaican. <laughs> like, they, okay, they might have been. At oh yeah, Skepta. It is Skepta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, well, then that's not... Man, fuck it. She gonna try to enjoy the day with her dude. Fuck yeah. it, I'm I'm for it, bro. She just looked a little... She looked wild. That shit. She shouldn't have had them Bantu knots. Everything else would have been... Like, she should have just wore yeah, her hair she, down. The Bantu knots is what threw it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's shit. That's crazy, bro. But that's all we got shout this week. Adele, yeah, shout, shout out Adele, though. Shout out Adele. That's all we got this week. Doom, tell the people they can find you on social media. At Lil Doom, SJE, Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all holler at me. Y'all go follow Doom. Hey, don't you have a new song? Tell the people, man. What's up? Tell them where they can find your music at. Stop, stop well, clowning. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm still working. I'm still okay. working. So okay. I'm, I'm planning on putting an EP together for Spotify, all the DSPs and shit. But well, when you I've when been, you do that, we're going to a little bit of shit on SoundCloud. So when you do that, we're going to we gonna have to shit. premiere a new song. We're going to have to premiere a song on here, man. No doubt. No doubt. If y'all want to check out the shit that I was dropping, SoundCloud. Lil Doom SJ, same as all my other socials and shit. Doom does me. not promote his music, but his shit is fu- like some of the best music I've heard this year. So y'all definitely go check that out. My nigga coming with that King Toxic energy and y'all will see what I mean when y'all listen to the song. Yes, sir. But with that being said, let's get into this week's interview with uh, Baby Joe, a.k.a. Deshaun, and we're going to get a world premiere of his song right now. Up if you ain't gonna come replacing us, you could save me, but you would rather 
judge me You see my heart racing every time you touch me And it's obvious you ain't never thought of us So don't tell me about breaking up if you ain't gon' come replacing us Special interview. I am hyped. This man knows. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta do a hat change on him. I gotta do a hat change on him, cause, cause that's how, that's how I'm feeling right now. That's how I'm feeling. The hell look crazy. I gotta get tight on it. I gotta get, I gotta look super fly when I talk about this shit. This shit is lit. I got the boy, the Sean, aka Baby Joe, aka Joe Hudson, aka Joy Joe's grand boy, aka Deuce's uncle up in the building y'all look i am so excited because when i first of all i don't bring people on here that i'm not a fan of like in terms of like rappers music if i don't like your music you're not coming on my show point blake because i'm not gonna fake it but with this gentleman right here it's more than just business because like i'm a legit fan of this man's music like everybody who i bring on here i think is talented but i may not be a fan no i'm a fan of this nigga right here this is some quality, quality R&B coming from, well, coming from Cali by way of BR. The roots originate in, in the boot. We, man, how are you doing, brother? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. I'm just trying to live it up. You know what I'm saying? Get all my ducks in the room and put on. First time, first off, I don't remember if the last time we talked was during the pandemic or not. I don't think it was. I think it was right before. Because you dropped yeah. in 2020. So first off, before I get to get to you basically flexing on the game in a little bit, <laughs> how have you been during this COVID-19 shit? Since we, I think we talked in like January or February. Yeah, it was around February. Yeah, so uh, how, how you been doing since being quarantined, especially since you're in L.A., one of the hot zones where like shit is like stricter sanctions? Uh, I'm like an hour away from L.A. I'm in uh, San Diego. But you you know what I in, in, yeah, in Cali. In Cali, yeah. same shit. Yeah. But uh, I mean it was it was up and down at first, because at first when this uh pandemic started, I had shows and shit lined up. Oof. And you know that shit I is miserable. My album, and so I was like, damn, son, that shit got canceled. Trust me, I know how that feel because we were supposed to travel all around the country doing like live podcasts at, at like different comic cons and anime cons, like we had it lined up damn near to December. I was going to even come out to L.A. to hit you up because we had Anime Expo, the biggest fucking shit in, in July. And when that shit canceled, I was heartbroken. So I know how you feel. Facts. Man, I'm talking about I was hurt. And so that happened. Then plus, I was doing a little album. And then my people, like Dan and my whole family got corona back home. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, they bro. They called it like one time. They, they all shook back. Okay, shook cool, back. cool, cool, cool. Good but, thing. That that all happened at once and shit like that. I know so that was difficult. Weird. Yeah. 
But the one thing that made this album come out is right after we did our interview, I was at the gym and my brother, he called me and he goes, hey, uh, he put me and all our friends on FaceTime. He was like, hey, look, remember that pack that we said? I was like, what? And so he's like, yeah, remember that pack we said? And he was, I'm looking, he was like, well, me and our friend Kieta already did it, so y'all need to catch up. I'm thinking, and so I bust out the tears because the pack was that we'd all have our kids around the same time. Mm. And so when he said that, I bust out the tears saying, you know, I'm not, which is crazy because I make R&B music, I'm not really an emotional person. So I'm busting out the tears. He's like, yeah, bro, you finna be an uncle. And so when the COVID shit hit, everything got shut down for me, I was like, well, all you can do is focus on music. And plus, I was, I'm still in school and shit. So yeah. I said class and shit like this. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm finna make an album that once, you know, my nephew get older, deuce, he can listen to it and be like, hey, you know, it's just a little time step, like a time capsule. Yeah. So that's what inspired all that. See, I didn't even, I didn't know it was that. That's a very interesting story. I wondered, it, I, I thought it had tied, ties to Clyde because, you know, Clyde Edwards had that 2-2 two, two number, uh, so I didn't know. That's what the outro about. Ah, okay, okay. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Well, first off, let me, uh, last time you came, you said you was down to do a versus, which will happen soon enough. I finally found an R&B combatant to go up against my, go up against you, so I will set that up oh, after this. <laughs> I know I know you ready. I, I'm ready too, nigga, because I know you got the smokers, but this person got the smokers too, so I'm excited to see how y'all fare against each other. But let me say this. You put your foot on your, the next this year. You pulled a future. You pulled a DMX. You pulled what these classic legends do. You dropped two projects in a year, but not just in a year, because them niggas do it where they drop a beginning and then one at the end. Nigga, you dropped one in less than four months, like two legit albums. Talk to me about what possessed you to do that. What, is this you just, like I said, flexing your nuts on the game? Is this you saying like, I'm really about this R&B shit. I make, I don't make microwave music because everything got lyrical content ability and we come in and we showing y'all that we here to stay. Also, love to see you with United Masters on top of that. You know, y'all, you know, gotta, gotta keep it independent. Gotta keep it, you know, all that. But what really happens is I just make a lot of fucking songs and it gets to the point where it's like, every time I'm like, all right, cool, I'm ready for the project. I'm put a list of all the songs that I made that was within that time period. Cause I have to stop myself. Real. And I, I have to stop myself and be like, all right, cool. Stop we, the rest of this music for the project. And so we got to the point. I remember it was 32 songs. I wrote down 32 songs. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to cut this to at least, we're going to say 10. Cut it to 10. Couldn't cut it to 10. I got it like 20. And then I had it to 15. And it was going to be 15 songs. But three of them didn't clear. So that's how mm. we ended up with 12. And when I tell you, look, I got videos coming for them three. Them three. They, they tough. Was they were some hitters. Like, they, <laughs> like what, it's crazy because people like, you know, I love the album now. But I'm like, bro, if y'all could have heard what the original album was, them three that they took off, you everybody gonna be upset when I drop the video. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? We well, that's it. like a that's like a little deluxe. It's like a it's like a, a video deluxe sprinkled on top that that I'm excited as fuck to hear. Oh man, I'm super, super excited. So let me ask you this. Are we going for three this year? Or is two is two what we maxing out at? October 20th. Oh, we going for three! <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> <back right> here. <laughs> oh shit! 
This nigga coming for y'all next and I fuck with it. Let me ask you, cause it's crazy, bro. Cause like I said, it's not like when I hear like a, 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 a Uzi drop three times a year or like a, or like, you know, one of those mumble rappers, like a, like a trippy or something where their quality dips in, in terms of content. Your quality in terms of lyrics do not dip. The singing is, if you ask me, better than the last album. The beats are better than the last album. So it, it seems like you're improving every step you go. What do you attribute that to? And, and why is it that you can constantly put out good content and lyrics? I know you have, have to have life experiences, which I know you're experiencing, but how does it just come like this, bro? This is kind of crazy. Cause, right. cause, cause, what, cause, with everybody, like, cause, you would expect either the music to fall off a little bit, or the lyrics to fall off a little bit. But both keep ever, uh, ever uh, evolving and getting better as you. Cause I know you're making some of these beats. I know you're getting better at instrumentation. I know you're getting in nicer studios. So as you elevate, your music is elevating, and not nothing is missing a step. So what, what do you attribute that to? I am a, I'm a, I'm really competitive. Mm. And I'm severely competitive with myself. So, like I tell people all the time, you know, sometimes when, you, when people are like, oh, I'm competitive, they, they, they think I'm to compete with people right on side you. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm competing with Ghost. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm trying I to get you. my music to, to, to be up there with, with, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince and them. You know what I'm saying? So to yeah, me, you I'm compete never, with the legends. Right. I'm never with what else. So I'm like, I always got to get better. You know mm. what I'm saying? And so that's why I, I never hate on nobody on Simon because I'm like, we all get a bag. Yeah, there's it. enough out there for everybody to eat. Yeah, so, but my competition isn't you. You know what I'm saying? I want to see you go and get there too. My competition is them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They set standard. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to break that. So I'm always critical on myself because a lot of times I, I'm, I'm doing everything. So I have to be critical on myself if not, then you know, I become my own yes man. Yeah, so I'm my biggest critic. So every time I'm critiquing it, I'm critiquing it, I'm critiquing it, and I just, I, I, I I'm just critical as fuck on myself. And then musically, you know, it has to sound good both ways to me. Because you know, some people they don't do the other side of the engineering. So long as they get the song out that's in their head, they're like, all right, cool, cool, it has we to good. Sound like a good song to me, and it has to sound good sonically for me. To put it out 1000% because I'm on both sides, and then plus now I've I've branched out because it used to be I was the only one making my beats. I branched out, I got my partner Christian Christian Baker, he did half of the tracks. Gil's making waves, shout out to him. That man is a lifesaver sometimes because when I when I feel like I didn't hit a little drought, that man come through and be like, Here, I got you, real. And so, shout out to him, and I'm just you know expanding that. And then plus, my fear is I'm always afraid of doing the same thing twice. Mm, okay. I don't even like saying the same words twice in a song. So I'm always like, okay, if it sounds like something I did before, it got to, yeah, okay. It sounds like, yeah, I'm, I'm always like, you, you can't do that. Cognizant of that shit. Yeah, you can't, you can't be cookie cutter. Like, I won't ever, you know, when somebody like, oh, I don't want somebody to hear a song I put on there, like, oh, this sounds like, a Deshaun song like it should like this is what the Deshaun song sound like I want yeah, it to be like you don't sound like nobody else I want them to be like oh this would it sound like him because he's on it or it sounds like it because of his voice I don't want it to be like oh because 
he got this type of drum pattern. Yeah. Doing this cadence. Like, he always do that. Like, nah, like, I try. You want it to be unique every time. One thousand. Right. But I, but I keep, I, I've learned that you can't go too far overcorrect and keep doing different shit. You got to have some type of identity. Yeah. Truth. You got to have your wave. Yeah. So I I try and keep a base, but I, I, you know, just add to it. It's like cooking. You know what I'm no, saying? I know 1, I'm throwing that motherfucker, but... I'm going mean, to change up the seasons every now yeah. and then. Yeah, all right, for sure, for sure. Well, okay, so since you make so much music, how do you narrow down your choices? Because I'm sure the B-sides and C-sides that you got that never make the that never make the cut, they still probably go hard as fuck. So what, what, how how is that decision process? It sounds good together. Mm, okay. So I'll throw all the songs on, and so how I make it to where, like, people listen to it all the way through is, Okay, what sounds good transitioning to each one and giving a story? Because, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, certain ones on there, I could have switched out for another song that I knew was a hit. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I know you got throwaways. I know you yeah. got hard throwaways. Like, I know that big, I know that big smack. I could put straight hits on there, but then people are just gonna pick their favorites and then yeah, it's gonna be think about the album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I put things on there that tie into each other, they insinuate and like, make everything come together and glue it together but they also good individually that's the thing so if they have to be good individually and help the whole album 1000 because there's a message in the album yeah you know what i'm saying and that's what i it's fuck with you about it it's not just random songs that all sound good it's like nah there's a story behind all of this if you pay attention right 1000%. Okay, so now that you got producers working for you before we get into the album, how do you want to get uh you know how Mike has Quincy, Drake has 40, uh The Weeknd has Elangelo. Do you ever want to get to that point to where like you said you got Christian Baker, do you ever want to do a whole project where you don't produce nothing, you just you help out, you do like the the little the little uh final touches so to speak and then but Christian majority is the is the uh producer and you're kind of like the executive producer Diddy role where it's like, I'll just make sure everything sounds good, but this dude is is leading the direction akin to like a Quincy. October 20th. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I'm good at it. You see, you see, I'm good at my job. When you said that, I knew what time it was. I knew what time it was. Hell yeah. Shout out to Christian Baker. We're going to have to get him on the pod too when y'all uh, drop Christian that. Baker. When y'all do Shout that project. And then I'm doing uh, for this next one. I give you this one because you fucked me so many years. I am. I'm. It's gonna be a lot of live instrumentation. Hell to the yeah! Oh <laughs> shit! I see the look. I've been peeping game. You know I follow you on the on the gram. You know I always I always tap in when I see something new. You've been working with guitars, strings, flutes, pianos. I see it out there. Fuck yeah! And you can you can. I don't know if you did some of that on this album, but there's a couple songs like when you put the Spanish, the Santana joint on the on the album. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, this nigga out here, and and I was like, this this is left field, but it works. Like this is what I want to hear my nigga doing, progressing. Hell yeah! So with that being said, let's get into uh, the album. So you start us off with Too Long. Talk to me about uh, Too Long and just about the creation of that song and why you chose for that to be the out the uh, intro because that's a banger. Uh, it was the intro because. When the songs that got cut out, it was because originally it was the number three track. It was okay. two songs ahead of it, but they got cut out. But then when I listened to it again, I was like, it's still in symmetry with everything else. And then plus, I was like, that's a hell of a first song. Like, mm-hmm. motherfuckers, 
motherfuckers didn't know what was coming. Like it wasn't like I was like, here's some previews and nothing like that. All this is just brand new. And oh no, like, look, this hit like a weekend intro. This hit like a Drake intro. That's what I'm telling you. Like I'm, you are out here competing. Like when I heard this, I was like, oh, I know what type of time this is. And I told you this off air. This project, and this is no disrespect to Joe's Grandboy, because I love Joe's Grandboy. This project is better than Joe's Grandboy. Like, I got to be honest. This shit is hard. You came correct, and, and you set the tempo with this first track. And, y'all, and what, what happened? I hit... Oh, and I want to know with each track, I, I asked who produced it so I can get to know Christian Baker or Gibbs' style. Oh, yeah, that's Christian on the first track. Okay, for sure. And so, what happened was he... I think we was in a group message. He had sent like three songs and he was just like, because he only been producing for like two months. That's nuts. But he he's a fucking sponge. Like when I was doing all the shit for Joe Grandboy going to the studio and shit like that, he was just sit, write shit down, ask questions, da-da-da, all that type of shit. And then he just took off. Real. He just took off with it. Speak like, on, just, just let's transition to this. How is it, that you, because to see that y'all are making a project together and to see that he had so many songs on this tape, what type of confidence in kind of sick nigga are you that you got trust in this nigga after two months? Like, that's great. Like, granted, he's <laughs> talented as fuck. Granted, like, this shit sounds amazing, but, like, you took a chance and, be- and like, trust me, I-, I fuck with that because niggas, if niggas don't know, some of my podcast people never, like some of the new people like Doom, that nigga never did a podcast in his life before. And I just threw him on episode, the first episode and he was like, let's go. Just because I, I knew the type of nigga he was, how it would sound on the thing. So I, and I, and I want to know because I feel like we have a similar wavelength with this shit. What drew you to just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on this dude and, and we just going to go. So Christian was my partner. Like he is my partner. And so... At first, Christian's a track runner. Okay. Christian is like, like dedicated. Book, like, no discipline. Like, yeah, I know where you're coming with this. this yeah. And so he did that and he sells, he has no clothing line. So off rip, I knew he was a hustler. And I knew about his work ethic, but he was real life when he would come to the studio. Cause first he would just come to the studio to chill. Uh, we had recorded a couple songs. Like now, if you hear my beats and you hear, uh, I think we uh I think we got another one, J.O. Okay. That's him because oh. I recorded a song like about a year ago with him and he just said it randomly. And I was like, first off, motherfucker, it's J.O.E. But I'm gonna fuck <laughs> with it. And so I knew him from then, and then he was just he would be in the studio and he's a fucking sponge, one of the smartest people I ever met. He just took it all in and then he was just like, I'm gonna try making beats. And you wouldn't believe this. The first beat this man sent to me was Deja. Oh, no. That was the first beat he sent to me. And I was oh, like... Oh, shit. I'm, I'm like, bro, that's your first one? Like, yeah. I was like... Yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. This is something I'm going to have to ask him. But I know if you listen to this, Christian Baker, I need to know if this... If you did practice beats before that. Because ain't no way in hell Deja is the first beat you ever, ever made. Like, uh-uh. He might have did practice and didn't send it to you. Yeah, it had to be that. But I know the first one he sent me was Deja. That's nuts. That's crazy. And speaking of Deja, I got to know what was up with that Lafayette trip. 
My nigga said he was in Lafayette, didn't have a blower. And some chump nigga on UL campus was about to get smoked, nigga. I don't know who you is, but you better watch <laughs> my, watch yourself, my nigga. <laughs> Joe all the way up in Cali, but that's a real one. <laughs> Yo, that, that shit one. blew my mind when I heard that. I was like, oh, shit. What happened was, so Deja, me and her went to elementary school together, all that good stuff, da-da-da. And so when we got to college, you know what I'm saying? We got to, you know, rekindling shit, all that type of shit, boom, boom, boom. But we was talking to each other, but we wasn't really official or nothing like mm-hmm. that. She like that. And so she was like, hey, Connor Laffy, drive me back to BR because of people, she was from BR. We get there. I get to, I get to Laffy. Now she was, the whole dynamic of her tone changed in the text messages. I'm like, man, what the fuck? I'm on the way to Laffy. You know what I'm saying? That's a yeah. Part like you're not going now unless you got a purpose. Same thing with me and BR. Like I, you gotta have something right. doing. And like right. I'm not just so going, like, just driving around. So I'm like, man, cool. I'm pulling up. She like, I call her phone because I'm like, I don't know where to park. A nigga answer the phone. Hello? I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. Hey, what day is it? And so I I, I wish I took hey what day is it? Yeah, like who the fuck is you, nigga? Right. So next, you know, I get she like I'll come around front, da 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 da. This nigga get outside, you know what I'm saying? You know, a nigga flexing too much, mm-hmm. so all hugged up with all that type of shit, just trying to I'm show like, off, right? She, she, I, I guess she gets sense that I'm like, bet, yeah. And so in my head, I'm like, I'm not even about to whoop this nigga ass because of you. I'm about to whoop this nigga ass because he think that he can play with me like I'm <laughs> like I'm like I'm not like, like you're a chump or like some I'm, shit. Right, like, 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 quit playing. And and shout out to my dog Alyssa, because for some reason she was she just walked by. And she was like, Joe, she didn't know I was there. Uh, you know, she like, yeah, she like, why are you looking like that? I'm like, man, ain't this nigga playing with me. I'm really for the sleep and shit. She like, don't do it. He on some flunky shit. Mm. And I was like, man, she was like, plus, man, you will like security be tripping. Yeah, like, that's okay. All, right. All right, cool. And so y'all. Like real Yo. life, I was really finna catch I hate scrub ass niggas like that, bro. Like you know you that's not for you. You just trying to do that to show off to get on that nigga skin and, and fuck up, throw salt on a nigga game. That's all that is. Now I got a question for you, cause it take a real what made you not leave after you saw that? Because it's like, yo, you drove all the way to BR to pick up. Y'all got a little thing going on. And you out of here and laughing, cuddle up with some nigga when I get there. Like, I don't know. That's That could we, be an instance where I, I could leave. But the fact is, y'all are good friends, though. That's what it was. We wasn't a vision. We still friends. And that's All the right. thing about me. If I'm friends with you, I'm... I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, oh, facts. But that, but ooh, I know that hurt. That car ride back was a little spicy. <laughs> you face. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason why the, the lyrics is it's been two years since we last seen each other. <laughs> yeah. Yo, also, I love the Miss Jackson flip. With with uh what, what was that about? Her last name is Deja. Jackson. Oh okay. and so I was like, nigga, go. <laughs> yeah, I like the flip on that one. You did a you did a damn good job with that flip because Unlike SZA, who did, who had the, I think it was SZA who had the last time the Miss Jackson flip, but she did it production-wise. That shit did not work. But the way you flipped it with with uh this song and Christian's production, it really, it really fucking worked. So, uh, God said featuring Soul. Talk to me about why you chose Soul. Soul was the only feature on it. But yo, that song is like a rap banger. Like that shit is tough. I was I was literally in my car. 
And one of my homeboys was in there because I was bringing him to his crib because his car was fucked up. And he was like, yo, who the fuck is this? I was like, yo, nigga, this is Deshaun. Nigga, this shit, nigga, shit go hard as fuck. He was like, send me this album ASAP because he's like a, a big R&B rap head. And he was like, yo, this nigga can go. So what happened was it wasn't my song. That's mm. old as fuck. That's like from 2017. He solely came to uh, record it. Crazy. So he came to record it. That just sound fresh. Finish it. Mm. Finish it. And so it was three years later. He just said, "Man, finish up it if you want to." And so, at first, when I tried it again in like 2019, it didn't work. So I, I just came back to it. And so I was like, "What happened?" I was talking about same girl from "Tell Me Where You Been." Mm-hmm. And so I was just, yeah, I just like, man. Bit. And so I went in on that bit. And the part that I, I even shocked myself on was in a time of making these love songs. Like, bitch, don't even feel the same. When I hit that note, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> it's time. We doing this one. What? And I didn't even know how hard the song was till I sent it out. And niggas was like, bro, that's you? I'm like, yeah, no, that shit is not sent you. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, that's me. They was like, nigga, damn. Like, that song is so hard that I don't know if it's going to be hard for me not to put that as the song that goes before the interview because I always do a world hey. premiere. It's going to be hard not to put that as the world premiere, but it's like, yo, I fuck with just my friend, 225 to 619, days are too long, but like, God said it's so fucking tough. That might be the outro because that song is just hard. That fucking chorus, that man hit that Yeah, Soul did his thing on that one. Shout out to Soul. Like, again, what, what made him be the only feature? Was it just because it was just, it just worked out that way or... Oh, was yeah, that a- it was just because it just worked out that way. And a lot of times, people, I, I don't know how, but people really be like, son, I don't, like, I don't know what to do. And I'm mm. like, what you mean? I don't know what to do. Nigga, just rap. Like, I'll sing. They, they, like, they like, bro, like, y'all think you understand. Like, that, that's your sound. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what you mean that's my sound? In my head, I'm thinking, like, nigga, I already heard you on this bitch. I could really write the verse for you. But he's like, no, bro. <laughs> they be like, they really like, man, look, that, that's your sound. Like, you the only one that hear that shit. Mm. Okay, real. And me Being, and Soul was like this, so he know how my brain work. Okay, and he know he, he know how to how Joe gonna come in and, and he know how to make yeah. his voice go. Real. Okay, so being that, real quick, I want to take a quick detour. Shout out to Tommy Rouge because he he shouted you out on the on the pod that me and him did, and Stop he said it. that. Hey. He, he uh, and this goes back to just what you saying about being a creative ideal guy, trying to be an executive producer, trying to be someone that knows how to put music together. He told me you gave him advice about hooks. Talk to me about that. Like he said, once you told him about how to do hooks, it was over for niggas. Like he started to make things more catchy because he was telling me that you said like on one of his songs about how you rap really well. I get the message, but it's just verses continuing in the verses. There's no transition. There's no Gotta make it catchy to niggas. Talk to me about that advice you gave him. Damn, I forgot. Yeah, he told you that's a gym he gave Damn. on the pod. I had to bring that back up and I felt like that was the perfect time. Well, my thing with hooks is like I hear the melody first. Cause I'm like, that's what's gonna catch people anyway. You know what I'm saying? People so used to get, getting so much subs, you know, they used to getting so much of like just bleh. Or if you hit him with so much stuff, it's like, like I was telling him, because like that nigga really be spitting. I'm like, yeah. if you just keep spitting, you keep spitting, this is going to keep like a, be a verse. You got to hit him with something that, that not only catches their ear, like, oh, shit, this sound nice, 
But if you spitting, you they're gonna be like, oh fuck, hold up when they run it back again. No, nah, that is that was great advice. So like for me, like going back to God said, uh that part where I'm like, just needed you to love me, but you played it like for me. I only heard da 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 and then I could just go back in and fill in the words. Maria, okay. You just you it's it's a game of manipulation and all that. Being that you have such great ear, have you ever considered like later in your career about scoring movies? Because I, I feel like that could be something you could do. So look here, you on that. Did I stumble on something? Did I did I did I stumble on something already hey, in the hey, works? Hey. Hey, ah, yo. he can't say that. Yeah, I'm gonna put the air horns in the back right here too. Fuck yeah, my nigga. I'm look. Don't say no more because I already know what type of business, what type of time movies and shit be. But I'm gonna just say congratulations now. All right, let's let's keep it pushing because, I, like I said, I don't wanna I don't wanna fuck nothing up because I know I know how movie studios are because I deal with agents and shit to come up pods. I know how them niggas NDAs and all kind of crazy shit. So you go to trust next. Kind of, I'm not gonna say slowing it down, but kind of giving a, a. I feel like this song is the breather before we get to the banger. Knock knock. Yeah. So what happened with that one is Christian sent that bit. He he sent that bit in, and when I heard it, immediately I was like. A old 90s song, you know, when that yeah. uh, knocking the boosters, do, do, uh, I was like, <laughs> I was in it, I was in it, I was like, I, I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna hit that bit. Oh, 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 and so then I just got to thinking, and I was like, I just kept hearing, told you I was passing up Highland, but really, I was stuck up in my driveway. And so I just, I just kept going with that bit. And then at first that song was gonna be on some like, man, why you don't fuck with me? But I was like, so I already make a song like, ah, uh, you don't trust me. I was like, let me flip it on the other side and you know, talk as the toxic nigga. Yeah, giving us so, that, giving us that super toxicity with niggas. Yeah, need. fuck them hot girl summers. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a cold boy winner. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Because like, what it, it was one of them parts I even socked myself. It was like, but you care for you, don't you think that's fair though? Like, mm. I, yeah, I, man, I'm taking care of you, man. What you worry about this other shit for? You know yeah. <laughs> and so when you listen to the song, if they listen to it on first trip, they think like, oh, this is such a sweet song. It's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. Really, it's really me like, whoa, what the fuck? Dogging it out. Do you and like... It, you know that, oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to ask it after. But at the end of that bit, it's like, uh, thought you drove a Civic. Why there's stars in the roof, though? Like, especially when you toxic. And you see them moving on, you're like, oh, 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 bitch, you can't be happy without me. What you doing? Like, <laughs> that's, that's my shit. Yo, what because you don't you you are great at doing that, but you you keep that sparingly, like you put out the toxic when it's time. Why don't you push that button more? Because a lot of people's daughters will shank me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I fuck well said, but like yo, when you put them shits out. Toxic King right there. <laughs> 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 All right, get, give me the knock knock. This is one of the hardest songs. This is like one of the singles, in my opinion. This is where you like you getting in your bag of like, all right, this is in the vein of like a, you know, just how when those R and B people put out the 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 one that's like, okay, this is gonna be played in the clubs. Man, I didn't know that was a that one was a banger until I said to somebody else. I thought I was just making another album song. Real. And then I sent it back to Christian because Christian might be for that bitch. He was like, bro, this is a club thing. Like, yeah. 
It's not no B-side. Look, look, I'm in the, in my head, I'm thinking the club bangers, I'm, you know, bow, bow, bow. So I ain't thinking this bitch a, a club banger like that. So I'm like, oh, hold up. And, and so how I made the fucking song was, I couldn't come up with anything, any lyrics or nothing. I'm in here, I close the door. My nephew come and knock on the door, like legit, ah, he come okay. and knock on the door. And so I'm like, what the fuck? He had dropped me off some, yeah, I think he like baked some cookies or some shit. And he gave them to me and this, so I was like, Wait, hold up. Nah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that's crazy how organically that happened. Shout out to your nephew, because if not, we don't know if we would have got that one. So right. then we transitioned to all right, 225 to 619, and then uh, that's going to get you. That's a great little couplet right there. That's the, I think one of those, I think that's going to get you. That's the, that's the Latino one, huh? Or is nah, that, nah, no, that, no, nah, that, nah, that, that's I'm right there. Which one are you talking about? The one with the I'm talking about with the guitar we have with the Latin guitars. Oh, that's uh can't hurt the X. Yeah, god damn. I knew that was after just my friend. I was tripping. All right, well, yeah, give me through that couplet of all right, two two five to six one nine, and that's gonna get you to me. Two two five to six one nine is crazy. That's my shit. Uh all right, that was by Gibbs. And the crazy part is it's a flip of a song that I have that's not out. That, mm. that the song Will I know when, when I hear the song, I'm guessing in October, will we know that, so, that that's the flip? Okay, real. Well, whenever that comes out, will we know that it's a flip? Will we be able to tell? No. You, oh, you're going you to have to let us know. Job. He did an amazing job on that one. But the song that he flipped, that bit, if I, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. If I sold that song right now to a major artist, that bitch would be number one. Oh, why that bitch what? not open? Are you trying to do something with that? I'm just waiting on it. That's one of the ones like when you play in spades. And you you got a whole yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, mm, I'm waiting wait till I just bow on you, nigga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One hundred percent. All right, for sure. But but, yeah. Was about that was right when I right when the protest and all that shit happened. Mm, okay. So when all that shit happened, my my partner, one of my partners, he's not in the street, nigga. He just sent me a snapping him with a Mac 11. I'm like, what the fuck you need a Mac 11 for? He's like, bro, it's wild out shit. Yeah, you gotta protect myself. And I'm like, shit, he right. And so I'm just like, you know, with everything going on and shit like that, I was thinking of like... I gotta touch on that. Marvin Gaye and shit. Yeah. You know how Marvin Gaye made it? What's so, going like, on? Mercy, mercy, yeah. me. Yeah. I was talking about the Vietnam. Nah, now that you say that, that song hit more for me because that is 1000% that vibe and right. Mercy, what's going on is my favorite Marvin Gaye album. So like, I fuck with that even more so now. And that's something that I wish R&B singers did more of, like disguise, political conscious shit into something that sounds super sweet and super melodic. And you can keep listening to it. Over, yeah, yeah and it's not something where it's like was, a rapper when they do it to where it gets dulled out. I didn't want to say anything too current. Mm -hmm. So... That's why when I was like, uh, the same story, different character, it leaves you hopeless. Like that one, you know, you're always going to watch the news and it's going to be the same shit. Yeah. Person in it. But, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be comforting with also bringing shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Letting people know after, what it is. After that one was 225619. Shout out to Christian for the, for the beating shit. He killed that and one. So I came in and I just, I was just like, I, I, I gotta have some BR as fuck. And so I was just like, <laughs> I, I just was going in. That was about it. 
Yeah, that, that one, was, that one's dummy. Me. That one is super, super dummy. Okay, so then we get to that's gonna get you. I feel, and that's why we slow it down a little bit right there too. So that's gonna get you is a flip of Deja. Ah, okay. And so basically, I'm talking to the dude on that bit. Mm. Like, hey, bus thing is cool. Trying to play me like I'm pussy. Like, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gonna get you. <laughs> what the? I fuck with that. Hell yeah. Okay, so then we get to I'm right here. Talk to me. That just the one right before my two fate. Like them next two is my shits. I'm ready to talk about them, but but we got to get to uh, I'm right here first. That one gives made the beat, and when he made the beat, I heard it. I'm like, how the fuck? Oh, like that bitch. I'm talking about was beautiful. So I'm just like, let me just glide on this bitch, and so it's basically talking about an acid trip. Mm, okay, real. <laughs> That's how it is. One hundred percent. Just experience. Say I'm on acid. But so. yeah, no, I get you. I'm gonna have to. I'm a, That's when I gotta go re-listen to now that I know that for sure, and see and see how what I hit different. But just my friend. Yo, you ate on that bitch. You you hit him with the I love the the uh the the robotic auto tune voice in the beginning. Then you bust out the real nah, bro. That shit is hard as fuck. And then transition into the Spanish joint. You was on one with them two. Like you was on one for real. Them shits is nuts. So just my friend was the first song recorded off the whole project. I recorded that mm. one back waiting on Joe Granboy to to drop. I'm so happy this got released because this one is amazing. So what happened was it was one of my homegirls because at the time I was still dealing with a couple of my exes. And so she just kind of like, hey, like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, why are you going back doing this? Yeah, fuck them and, so, <laughs> and so that's why I was like, you think you just my friend? Like, getting on her like, yeah, you talking about, you know what I'm saying? I'm with but you're not making no I'm move. Moving. Right, like, <laughs> man, I'm, Go with your move or uh, shut up. Like, 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 <laughs> like let, let's get it popping or sit down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. 1,000%. Who made that beat? That was me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. The, so the last three is me. Okay. I I, I figured like, I figured that's a, that's a Joe one. And then, t- so did you play that, the Spanish guitar in the next one? Cause that shit is amazing. When I heard that, I was like, might've gone some Santana shit. Or did you sample that? I played the trap so just my friend originally was called trap uh tony braxton okay but i played that, that fits one so I played, well i played the outro that, but the santana on the sample okay and when yeah. i heard it, i was like i gotta do this talk to me about that like was that just like i gotta put it like you said it's just it sounds so good that i gotta like anytime you hear those type of guitars n- not everybody can do it but when the person can do it and it sounds that song is fucking amazing. That's pro- honestly, that's probably gonna be the world premiere, and just my friend probably gonna be the outro because I really love that sample and I love how you handled that sample. So when I heard, I was like, "This sound like some old Spanish shit," but I already got a song in works with uh, Cali Kilo mm-hmm. where I did it in like full Spanish. Like I- real. I'm glad you didn't do this one in full Spanish too, because I was like, "Ah, I can't do that," and so I'm just listening to it. And I was like, for some reason, the first thing I'm hearing in my head, and I hate that this person is a terrible person, but I was, when I heard it, I was like, seven o'clock in the morning and the rays from the sun wakes me. I was like, I'm gonna make a version of that. I'm gonna I'm I'm do my own trap in the closet. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going through my head. I'm like, 
all right, what have what has happened to me to where I've I can I can talk make about this it. a story, yeah. So all I can say is the story is based upon true events. Hell yeah. Y'all exactly. that, that shit is nuts. Like when you hear that, it's like, whoa, my nigga done went through some shit with these hoes. <laughs> and then you you close it out with the outro, which is just a straight up banger. Like it's like, all right, I'm showing y'all niggas. I dropped two albums this year. I'm in and out hard. We not in and out on no soft shit. That one, when I made it, it was after draft day. Ah, uh, shout out to Clyde. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I started off. Last night I turned the TV on. They talking about my dog. And so, yo, when I did that one and then I kept going and it's also once I found out about my nephew. That's why I was like, my mom, sorry, I can't stay. I got a dream to figure out. And mm. then at the end, I was just, on niggas next, basically. Yeah, and I was 1, just 000. like, "Fuck it, I gotta say something." How did it feel that moment when you saw your homie get drafted, especially to the kick, to the to the to the Super Bowl winning champs? Like this oh, Negro is set up to win rings. I'm happy for Clyde, man. Especially after how niggas was talking down on his name at the beginning of the LSU season. Halfway, he turns into a different monster, they and then you know if he was gonna start. Yeah. Yes. T- talking about yes. niggas that that not don't even deserve to play, and then comes out this nigga is the reason why they win the championships. And again, he running through Alabama. He the one that's pulling the load. Like, of course, Joe did his thing, but when push came to shove against these difficult teams, it was him. Yes. And not, then he gets drafted to me in the perfect situation with Pat Mahomes because they need a running back and he, they need a pass catching back, especially. How did that feel? Is like seeing your friend accomplish his dream. See, niggas don't understand that me and that man have went through real-life shit together. You know what I'm saying? We done been through real-life situations, not just, oh, yeah, I know this man. Like, nah, we done been through nah, real-life real life shit. shit. Some shit I can't speak on, like, like shit like that. Yeah. Like, we always been there for each other. Like, always been there for each other. You know what I'm saying? When he first, like, when he first got to high school, he was getting offers and shit like that, and people just was kind of talking to him different. I always kept, kept it real. Said the same things with him, you know what I'm saying? I never really brought up their side. Like we, for the longest, we didn't talk about stuff like that because I was like, man, everybody talked to this man about that. Like, yeah, like if we real friends, like, we, yeah, like I don't care about that. Like, I care about you, the person. Yeah. And so when, when it happened, I was watching, I was watching the draft and I'm on the phone with my brother. And I'm, I'm talking to my brother. And for some reason, his thing was ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it was around pick 25. I'm like, pick 25, damn, they passed up on him. When the Ravens picked Patrick Queen over over Clyde, I was like, fuck, they could use a running back. Facts. The Bucks traded they pick. I was like, God damn, son. But I call, I talked to this man before, which is the crazy part. I always talk before big moments. For some reason, we always speak to each other. You always communicate, yeah. And so I I I I, I asked him, I was like, bro, how you doing? He's like, man, I'm at peace. And I was like, bro, I, I fucks with it. And so it was around like pick 29, my brother telling me who getting picked and shit like that. Out of nowhere, my phone blowing the fuck up. I'm talking about bing, 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 people hitting me up. This is before I even knew the pick came. I'm like, what the fuck? Then my brother goes, because my brother's a Chargers fan. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, he said, fuck. He's like, he like, uh, Joe. I'm like, what? He's like, my team is fucked. We're going to be robbers because I've been saying, I was like, whatever team Clyde get jumped to, I'm finna be a fan of it. Yeah, he facts. Like, we finna be rivals. I was like, what? And then out of nowhere, Clyde, it was he like, man, when I tell you, I ran screaming. I was like, bro, this man really went first round. 
And I was like, I'm talking he deserved about, it. I'm telling everybody, because, you know what I'm saying? You know niggas be hyping the nigga up like, yeah, man, my nigga this. I was yeah. like, man, I was like, I don't know. I got a feeling this nigga going first round. Because, you know, none of the shit said he going first round. I'm like, I mm-hmm. got a feeling this nigga finna go first round. Man, that shit happened. And I, I was excited, but it was when they posted that video of when he found out. Bro, I broke down when I saw that yeah. video. Because, like, 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 like. All the moments that y'all experienced what? just started running through yeah. your head. And yeah. All the times where y'all thought y'all wasn't going to make it, any injuries he occurred, any times y'all was what? in some deep shit. Like, all that started probably running, and it's just like, yeah. my nigga made it. I'm sincerely proud of, of, of a friend. I'm talking about, I remember when this man, when he first got his office, he was like, bro, I'm just use it to get my degree. I'm like, bro, you can go to the league. Yeah, you know, he get to college. He's like, man, if I get to the league, I can do four years, get my retirement. I'm like, bro, you're going to be an actual like, star. star. Like, so yeah. Like, yeah, and then just, oh, it was. And see, you know what? He going to feel the same way when you get a, a record deal, you drop that amazing album. He going to be like, my nigga did it. Like, he was the first person to ever like my music. See? Yeah, that's like, that's going to be some lit shit. Family, anything like, like that. My shit was trash back then. And he had heard it. He was like, look, it need work, but but like I see it. That's and, not uh, a that's a fire know. relationship. That's a fire relationship. Shout out to Clyde, man. You deserve everything. But yo, your brother is fucked. That team not winning no time soon. The Chargers is ass. Oh shit. Tell the people real quick before we uh get to the the, the second part of the interview where to find the album at. You can find the album on Spotify, Apple Music, Title. It is this is the first time it's on any streaming platform you can think of. Hell it's yeah. Any streaming platform. Just type in Deuces Uncle. It's right there. All y'all can search Deshaun, D, capital D-E, capital S-E-A-N, Deshaun Deuces Uncle. Y'all make sure y'all get that. Y'all make sure y'all go buy that. Support my brother because he put in good work and he deserves all the love he can get. Man, what's been going on? What you been watching, man? With new, any new TV shows, any new movies to keep you entertained during this quarantine process? Bro, mostly I've been working. I've been working Real. on music and shit. But I've been, uh, that Moesha. Man, I've been just like, <laughs> fuck out of Moesha. <laughs> Yo, I know you gonna have some shit, some, some musical shit referencing the shit going down in Moesha. Because they be doing some Man. wild shit. I've been watching that. Uh, I've been reading. I did, uh... What you been reading? It's like, uh, Jim and Louise, uh... Fuck. It's like Jim and Louise love potion or some shit like okay. that. Some, some shit like that. Some romantic uh, shit. Real. Yeah. Kind of like that. But uh, I've been... I started watching Tokyo Ghouls. Solid. That's a great anime. That's a... Yo, that's a... That's a great anime for you specifically as an R&B singer because it's like... It's got violence. It's got love. The deeper philosophies behind it about the human, like, psyche and how humans act and, like... Oh man, yeah. when you get to that that season finale, that shit gonna blow your mind for season one. I've been watching that shit. I've been uh keeping up with the sports and shit like that. Who you got in the NBA playoffs? I'm a Thunder fan, but I'm not. I man, look, I really think y'all should win that round. Like y'all's team is slept on like a motherfucker, but what Chris Paul has done for y'all what Danilo Gallinari has done for y'all, which y'all really need is Shea Gilgis to step up and be that man he's supposed to be. If Shea would step up, y'all would win. But I think Shea is a year to two years not ready yet. I was going to say that bit young. Yeah. He, he made a big jump. 
He did, but he just took. I thought we was going to be a lottery team. I did too, but what Chris Paul did and how Chris Paul got his mind right, Shea is two to three years away from really making y'all have a big impact. So, who? but who you got winning it all since the Thunder not doing that? Oh, Lakers. Lake, oh, man, the Clippers going to beat their ass. The Clippers are, man, look at everyone for the fact Luca got a bum leg. Like, come on, son. <laughs> nah, bro, but look. Same thing for for LA man. If Dame wasn't hurt, because AD AD don't have no dog in him. AD don't have no dog in him. AD is just talented. Like AD don't have the killer mentality to be like, oh yeah, I'm going, I'm getting fifty, and nobody can guard me because that's how he should be because nobody can guard him. But he let Nurkic do do a little do a little something on his ass. That's LeBron team. LeBron team dominate. LeBron dominating. No, I was just gonna say, man. Look, AD. AD just needs to do his job, you know what I'm saying? He, he got the killer on side. And then, and then on top of that, they don't have enough, they don't have enough depth. Like, who? Oh, yeah, that bit Avery Bradley, Rodney And Ron, Rodney. yeah, that hurt, bro. Like, the, the Clippers coming off the bench with Lou, sweet Lou Will and Montrez dropping trips. And then you got fucking uh, Reggie Jackson and Schmidt and, and Landry Shamit dropping threes. They made a glass. Oh, we're going to see. It's only... There's only one killer on that team. Boop. Oh, Kawhi for sure. Well, Lua, one. Lua killer. They got JR. Uh, I, they got JR. JR, they got Dion. All in this. That's basically the same thing you're getting from Lou, even though Lou the, Lou the greatest six man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Lou better than them two bum ass niggas. But look. But they coming off the bench could give you 30. If if the Clippers don't win it, I actually got it coming out of the East. Cause I think Miami, yo, Miami's fucking tough. I was just finna say, hey. That bit Jimmy Bucky's turn. Yeah, yo. I love Miami, bro. Them two white boys is kicking ass. Like, Duncan oh, Robinson and Tyler Hero. Yo. I'm talking about every time. Them niggas is kidding. And Bam Adebayo? Oh, them, them. I, look, as much as, as good as the Celtics are, as good as the Bucks are, I think Miami coming out the East. I really, truly, I truly believe that. The Bucks going to make it to the East Conference Finals. I think the Bucks going to make it to East. I... <laughs> Man, Miami whooping their ass. Because my thing is... I would just say, they ain't making it to the East Conference Finals. The East Conference Finals is going to be... If the brackets... If I think the shit right... It's yeah, gonna I think... The, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be Celtics in the... Bu- yeah, look, man, look. I don't think the Bucks making it. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, shit, I forgot about the Raptors. Them niggas good as a bitch. But <laughs> see, I think what's going to hurt the Raptors is... And with the Celtics in, the Miami got an edge up on them. In that fourth quarter... When it's cut, when it's clutch time, you go to a LeBron, you go to a Harden, you go to a Jimmy Buckets, you go to a Jason Tatum. Who do they go to? Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry or Pascal? Like they don't have nobody that can they can go to in the moments. That's why I think Miami and the Celtics gonna be the Eastern Conference Finals, and then one of them two gonna go play one of the LA teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if the East win it this year. Who you got? Oh, I know who you got winning football, of course. Of of, of course. All right. Well, Who's five. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Man, what's so, so what's been keeping you occupied besides work? You've been cooking like in this quarantine. Did you discover something new? I've been exercising like a motherfucker. Real hitting the weights, getting that sex symbol status on. I'm trying. But the problem <laughs> is I look like I'm fucking fresh out of jail. You know what I'm saying? This, I can't get rid of this football body. Like I can't. Like, <laughs> 
I feel you. Linebacker, I can't even if I slimmed out. I'm a bro. Like a, I'm a linebacker. Like. Every time I lose weight, I just get these. I just get bulked up. The fuck, like it's not even like ripped. It's just like big nigga shit. Right, nigga, look, look at this. Son. I look like I, I don't got no neck, like because of these fucking shit. Like I can't get rid of this shit. This shit muscle memory. I can try it. I know what you mean. Like, you didn't work out that part of your body too much to where that's what it is. No, I get that. I, I, shit, what else? So I was cooking today. I, I just put a uh, a brisket on. Hell yeah, you barbecuing? Uh, yeah, they, we're doing brisket, chicken, and ribs. Fuck yeah. You got a secret seasoning blend or you got a secret sauce? What's up? Man, I got my I got my little base stuff, you know what I'm saying? One what, what I put on that brisket? I put a little uh, salt and pepper with uh, garlic. And then I put, I got this little bovine rub that my dad uh, but I put that, we injected that bit. Or oh, you put an injection. We just put, uh, it was fucking funny. We injected that bit. We got Man, bit. you gotta add some cayenne, some brown pepper, brown sugar to your, to your rub. Man, I got that. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 given. I'm talking about. The, I'm trying to think about the extra shit. Okay, I'm just I'm just making sure because I was about to say my nigga from the south didn't say no cayenne, no brown sugar. That's that's given though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. You right. You right. I'm tripping. I'm tripping on it. Hell yeah, <laughs> nigga. Next time you come to the booth, man, and we do do it. We gotta do a little barbecue party, oh. man, and invite all oh. invite all the homies, Tommy, Jira, Old Spanish, Trey oh, Lewis, and. Invite everybody through. I love seeing what they doing back home, man. And do a big, and do a big uh barbecue with all the homies, and do like a, a bros who think like everybody get together. Hell yeah! That shit would fuck be lit as fuck. I can't wait to come home. I can't. Wait and speaking of that, home. before we get you out of here, what was it like? Because I think Br had a big day because you and Adam Dollars dropped on the same day and. Just talk to me about, and shout out to Adam because his project is dope. We're going to get him on the pod very, very soon. Talk to me about the growth of BR music because like you just said, the the uh, 45 fellas doing it, 45 and the fellas, shout out to Old Spanish, shout out to Miracle, shout out to, uh oh man, Cobain. A, Cobain, yeah, shout out to my nigga Cobain, shout out to Jaira, uh, shout out to Trey Lewis, shout out to Tommy Rouge, like BR, shout out to Adam, like uh, shout out to, uh, uh, Jose Xavier, shout out to Jazz Bandito. Like, Jazz mm-hmm. dropped the Truth album. That's uh, God Bless GD. That shit is hard as fuck. Like, all the, all the, all the BR is killing it right now. And if I miss somebody, I apologize. There's just so many people. How do you feel about the growth of Baton Rouge music, especially since it oh, doesn't sound like that tradition, traditional webby, boosy sound? It sounds like y'all are y'all own entity. Y'all are, like, becoming something new. Oh, shout out to D-Shaw225. That white boy out of Zachary is killing it. Shout out to D-Shaw. That nigga can spit. But I, I fucking love it, son. I fucking love what it was when my album dropped. And it might not have meant that much to him. But when that bitch Joe Scott reposted my shit, son, I was like, bro, I remember when I was first coming up, that was the only person I was looking towards. Like, all right, cool. He not on the on that on that shit. Like, mm-hmm. he's not on that, that type of wave. He, he doing his own type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Performing varsity with a band with him. Like, yeah, Adam doing the show with Adam. He took me aside and was like, hey, look, I fuck with your music, but this is how you need to fix your set. He's like, Michael, hey, look, not at all giving shit like that. So we're seeing everybody win like that. That shit fucking great. Like when we was first back in the G, we was trying to do swamp tales. Yeah, shit like that. All that shit, shit. Caleb just dropped too. Shout out to Caleb. Yeah, you know when I see everybody winning like that, this shit's so great because 
Shout out to that Josh Simeon and Cole the sack. Like, y'all got so much talent in VR, man. Like, it's nuts. And the thing that I'm thinking is, that means the next generation going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. They got mo- so much more shit to look up to. And literally, all it takes is, like, one of y'all to blow up. It's going to have that Chicago effect where if, like, like, let's say you blow up, then it's just going to shine light to where, like, how when Keith blew up, it was, like, Dirk, Reese, yeah, all them niggas. Like, and, oh, shit, what, so what else they got here? Exactly. No, 1,000%. Louisiana's time is coming, and I think more so than New Orleans and Lafayette, I think y'all going to be leading the pack. And that's a, that's a, that's a call-out to all the, to the Lafayette artists. That's a call-out to all the New Orleans artists. Like, I want to hear y'all. Because they got dope y'all dope Oh, yeah, like, Lafayette got hella dope niggas. New Orleans got hella dope niggas. I just think the cream of the crop is coming from BR, whether it's you, Jaira, Adam Dollars, Tommy Ruse, Trey Lewis, Old Spanish, Miracle, uh, Michael Armstead, Caleb Brown, Jose Xavier, Jazz Bandito, like this girl named Daryl Lynn, like, I, like this uh, Maddie Swan. Like they got so many just talented people in Baton Rouge. I do know her. I do know her. She killed it, man. She did some shit on uh, Jose Xavier albums that's super dope. I, I'm ready. I need to get on the pod, but. Thank you, Deshaun, my brother. Every time, every yes, time you come on the pod, I love it. I love it. We're going to have you back come October because it's always a good yes, time to hear how you progress and whatnot. Tell yeah, the people. Every time, every time I do something, I, I got to come in. I got to show love because you show love me back when really ain't nobody know. You was really one of the first one when you, what it was, it was me and Josh when they put it in a song. Yep, and we put that shit on the on the network. Yeah, hell yeah, that shit was lit, bro. That, that was my shit. You already know we showing love always for the culture. Uh, for the culture, by the culture, for the preservation and progression of said culture. That's my motto, and I will keep it 1,000. We will support you with every release you got. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media, my brother. You can find me at Joe Granboy. That's J-O-E-G-R-A-N-D-B-O-Y on Instagram. You can find me at underscore B-B-Y Joe on Twitter. And if you want to look me up on any social, not social media, on any streaming platform is D-E-S-E-A-N, capital D, lowercase e, capital S-E-A-N. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Deshaun everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, and y'all make sure y'all get, get that album, because like I said, Deuce's uncle is, is in the album of the year category. If y'all like Joe's grandboy, y'all will love Deuce's uncle. Again, thank you for coming on the pod, my brother. It's always a good time having you. But with that being said, let's get into Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a second interview this episode because it's crucial. It's necessary. It has to, has to happen. If you heard our podcast last week, you understand how serious Hurricane Laura was. And even if you didn't, I know you see the news. I know you see what's going on. And it's in my spirit that I had to have this guest on the pod to talk about what's going on in Louisiana, but more specifically in Lake Charles, in the Lake Charles area, because they need help. They need assistance. And they honestly need the eyes on them because the world is acting like Laura didn't happen. And it's kind of it's kind of perplexing to me that we don't have more people helping. This was a Katrina level hurricane and we're not getting Katrina level assistance, at least from where I'm sitting, from where I'm looking. Uh, But let's ask the woman who is here 
who knows the situation, who knows what's going on. If you're new to the Bros Think podcast, she is a reoccurring guest, even though we haven't chopped it up in a long time. And we talked about this off air about why we have it, but it's all Gucci. We got my girl, Brie Rob in the building. A B- I-, I-, I say she's a BWT affiliate. She is a bro. Everybody knows what's going down. And anytime we need a woman's advice on this show, this is the first person I call. And I'm excited to have you back on the pod. We just talked. We said we're going to gossip like we always do in the future. But right now, we got to handle business because it's serious business. How are you doing, Bree? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing, um, I'm doing better. Yeah. I, to the listeners and the viewers that have never experienced a hurricane, it's a lot. It's mentally, it's a lot to like just have to move away from home for yep. maybe a few days to even a few months. You never know. And then, you know, mentally seeing how your home has been, you know, destroyed or even places by your home has been destroyed. It's kind of like mentally, you got to, you know, prepare yourself for that. So, yeah. but I've been better. I've been better since the past week or so. So that's the great thing. Um, yeah, let's get started. Let's talk about this though. Yeah, no, we got to. And and like I like I and I'm glad to hear that you're doing better because like I tell everybody who comes on, when I when they ask me how I'm doing, I say as well as I can be inside of this COVID, inside of the fight for racial equality. And on top of all of that, we gotta deal with hurricanes galore. And Hurricane wow. Laura devastated your city. I wanna get your take on what you are doing, why you are here, and let's discuss that just because is that well before we even get to that how do you feel about there not being a lot of eyes on lake charles because it's kind of blast it's kind of dumbfounding to me um so i really don't know um because we haven't really ex- like went through this kind of like katrina level experience um thankfully we didn't get the storm surge that yeah, we were true. expected to get because that would definitely have gotten us to Katrina level. Um, I think aftermath wise, we're kind of with them, not as much, but to a certain extent as the way the government has handled it. So I don't want to take anything from their experience because I know people who have slept on bridges and all of that oh, stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I don't want to, you know, take any like none of that. Um I don't know. I I would want the world to talk more about it. I don't I'm not big on profiting off of people's pain, though. Facts. That's just something I've never been about. I don't want to talk about. Maybe we're not getting enough media coverage because maybe a lot of people didn't die. I don't really know. But the death toll continues to rise every day because you find people in their houses are people from carbon monoxide poisoning. So, you know, it's just so much. But um, I really don't know. I really don't know how I feel about that. I would like to uh, i've been using myself as someone to go on to um you know national stages international stages to talk to people about the hurricane in the yeah. aftermath but for the most part i don't know like you know I, we we just need the help we need the funds we need the hands like all hands on deck especially on the especially since y'all aren't a rich city like a New Orleans. Y'all aren't a city that that is as well-funded as New Orleans. But I got to say, y'all are a community that looked out for each other. The amount of yeah. stuff you've seen on social media from you telling people to get to buses, get here. In the evacuation rate I heard from Lake Charles was high. I heard a lot of people actually yeah. listened, followed through. So 
talk to me about what you've been doing because you have been an activist for your city. You've been on ABC News. You have been fighting to get your city funding. Tell me everything about what you've been doing. And then when you finish, I want to know where they can go to help. I'm not going to tell you everything because um, there's still some stuff I'm working on. And that's sure. what I'm going to say. I'm I'm always working. Um, so far, I have been working with my um, my beautiful branding boss, Alea Jackson. She has been on go since then. She has helped raise like maybe thousands of dollars Hell yeah. for families, for mothers, for people who have been affected by the storm to stay in hotels, to help with re- recovery, to help with relief, all of that stuff. So applause to her. I've been working with her and Khadijah and just a beautiful group, Shay, uh, Emerald, Lakin. It's so many beautiful women. Nate, um, it's just so many beautiful people that I've worked with. I That's can't doing just it. take the... I can't take the, I can't take it. It's not just me. Yeah. It's been so many other people that have been, especially on the ground. Shout out to Miss Diane and Miss Javon at the health center. Um, you have Brandon who's been uh, helping them with like um, news footage and pictures. It's just so many people. I can't, but That goes I can't back to what it. I was saying about how Lake Charles, y'all banded together and y'all was a community. Yeah, man. I, just, I can't take it. Just know I'm working on stuff still because it's going to be so many months into maybe a year for us to really recover because I don't know if y'all seen the pictures from Lake Charles. It's sad, man. I was heartbroken. It was different. When I saw just buildings, just building after building, business after business just destroyed. Like, not even like, I'm not talking like a window, but no, like I'm talking roof gone, destroyed. destroyed. They had a golden corral that opened in January. It closed in March. It was supposed to open literally like the day of the hurricane. It's destroyed. Like, there's no... And, you know, I personally don't like Golden Corral, but my heart goes out to them because I worked at um, at a place where their customers, their employees would always frequent. So I know how it is with COVID not to have, you know, as much funds or to lose money or whatever the case may be. Now they don't have... Uh, they don't have a place of employment no more. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's just so sad on so many levels and so many ways. And honestly, helping, working with the people I've been working with to help has really, like, healed my heart from what I had to see personally yeah. and what I witnessed personally. That has helped me in the so- most. What can the people listening, what can myself, what can, what can we do to help Lake Charles? So donate, donate. That's one of the biggest things, especially if you can't move around, if you just don't want to move around because of COVID, donate. There's three foundations I am pushing people to donate to. SWLA Center for Health Services, which is a nonprofit in my community of North Lake Charles. Uh, We have the Community Foundation of Southwest Louisiana. They've been getting some really good donations. Elon Musk actually donated to them from his foundation. And they're also a nonprofit that will be helping with relief and recovery efforts in Southwest Louisiana. And it's not just Lake Charles. It's also literally like the whole parish. The whole parish got it the same, like, Jennings are everywhere. That's sulfur, everything to that left side of, like, Left and right. It just looks horrible. It just looks horrible. It looks like a hundred tornadoes just span through and just kind of ripped everything. So that and the Democratic Socialists of Southwest Louisiana, 
They have been helping with um, with aid on the ground. They've been helping with clearing out trees, clearing out yards, helping people with debris, all of that good stuff. So please help help those three organizations as well as um, there's different people like me, Alea, um, a friend Kayla Simeon, um, Ashley Alfred, Elena Lamel. There's so many people that are collecting funds for people to stay in um, to stay in hotels to just cash at them to help them because you know we need that. Yeah, y'all need that one thousand percent. And we're gonna put all the links to every place Bree just said in the link of this podcast. It'll be in the link on YouTube. It'll be like. I'm not even bothering putting our socials. It's about donating to these people and helping these people. That's the reason why I brought you on this pod, because when we talked, I I just felt like I needed to use my voice and my platform. If anything, if I can't get on the ground along with my money, I need to use my voice and to help push this along. So all the websites will be in the descriptions on the uh, video at YouTube, in Spotify, in Apple pod, wherever you listen to. And if you follow us on Twitter, we will be tweeting this, until until things get better so just make sure you follow so yeah so uh what what advice would you have for people that just experienced this to to kind of heal their mental health and to, to, to get their minds back to where it can be like you said better stay off social media for a day like just kind of detox make it a day where you can like um for me, I went to go get my nails and toes done. For you, it might be going to the park, going to work out, something just kind of like exhale and inhale, like just exhale everything that's going on with the hurricane and inhale everything positive that will make you happy. That's like the best thing to do. Even if you still have to like answer calls or answer texts or check something here and then, just kind of give yourself more time to breathe and do more positive things than anything else. Also, um, it literally just came to my mind. I don't know. But um, just take your time. Like, take your time. Everyone mourns, grieves, goes through stuff in different ways. You know, stuff will come back to me and I'll get sad. And then some, something will come back to me and I'll get happy again. So we all kind of, this is a, this is us mourning our city. But also at the same time, you have to realize this is the perfect opportunity for us to rebuild it yep. for the next generation, you know? Yeah, 100%. And this is a new time to bring new businesses in, grow the, use that community love and strength that y'all have to grow it, to get it to the place to where everybody can feel safe, everybody can feel secure, and everybody can feel that they're welcomed here and it's a big family. And the fact that (coughs) y'all was pushing the uh the buses and everything that I saw pre-storm just shows how tightly knit a community y'all are. So that's something that I want to see continue from from y'all because y'all y'all got it. Tell the people again one more time, Bree, where they can find all these links and everything. Just tell them real quick the the places so, they can donate. I'm gonna tell you, um honestly, just check my socials, check underneath the video. Um SWLA Center for Health Resources. They also need all hands on deck. So if you guys can go out to Lake Charles to go yeah. help them, that would be amazing too. Um, them, the Community Foundation of Southwest Louisiana and the Democratic Socialists of Southwest Louisiana, as well as individual efforts who are going to be helping people with personal aid, as well as aiding to those foundations. Tell them where they can find you at on social media as well, Bree. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Bree Robinson with two ends twitter with three ends and yeah that's 
Y'all make sure y'all go follow Bree. Again, I will put the links to all the places you should donate in the YouTube description, in the podcast description, and we will be running it with our Twitter, like I said, until... Thank you so much, Bree, for coming on. We're going to have you on when circumstances are better, of course, because like we, we talked gonna, about off air, we got we to chop it up. Yeah, they we got a lot of... We got we to gotta catch up. Yeah. And we got to hear Brooklyn that is. He going to be... Look, I'm going to tell his ass you said what's up. I'm, he he is in the part before this, so I'm going to tell him that we talk. We're going to definitely chop it up. And you got to meet our new co-host, Doom. This That nigga is a clown. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but thank you so much, Bree, for coming on the pod. Let's finish up the show with Bros Who Ball. Want to send a thank you to both Bree and Deshaun, a.k.a. Baby Joe, for coming on the pod. Y'all make sure y'all go check out Deshaun's new album, Deuce's Uncle, as well as go down in the links of the YouTube video. Go down to the description of the YouTube video, as well as in Spotify or Apple or SoundCloud. Go to the description. Look at the at the uh, places that Bree ask for people to donate because Lake Charles needs our help. We need to help Lake Charles because they're devastated right now. Please donate if you can. If not, try to go donate your time, but money would help a lot. There are a lot of people out there that are displaced. This this hurricane is just as bad. Well, let me not say just as bad. This hurricane is Katrina level destruction. The only thing it, it didn't have was the surge and these people are without homes. They're without like money they're without food we, they need our help we have to help lake charles they don't have the national coverage that katrina had so please in the description below if you can donate even if it's just five dollars please just help help lake charles we will do our part as a network and we I, i'm gonna donate on behalf of the network for sure and I, i'm gonna help promote this as much as i can but with that being said it's time to talk hoops, baby. Bros Who Ball is back. We were off last week in coordination with the NBA. Schubert was like, bro, they're protesting, so we might as well not do sports this week in honor what they're doing. And I, th- I think he was absolutely right. So joining me at the bottom, we got Adam Schubert. And to my left, my brother, Jay Boogie, a.k.a. Justin. Justin, what is good? I'm going to start with you. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Just watched two great games, watching some great playoffs, so... I got to say, and, and I got to take for why I feel some of these people are balling, and I want to get your perspective on it, but the bubble playoffs have lived up to expectations. They have been amazing. Schubert, I'm going to come to you now. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing pretty well, man. Yeah, like you're saying, the bubble playoffs have been pretty great. And uh, they mentioned it in the broadcast, you know, Chris Paul was a part of putting it all together. And, you know, he may not be in the playoffs anymore, but, you know, he should feel really proud of what, but what he did. To, what he's able to arrange and getting the guys on the court. Yep, and we'll talk about that game because I think Chris Paul and them should have won, but we'll get into that very, very shortly. But before we get into any hoops, because Justin didn't get to give his take on the NBA boycotts, I just want to ask, what were your thoughts on them, Justin, if you have any takes at, at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely proud for the uh, NBA. First off, you know, I want to give you know, huge props to, to the Bucks for starting, this, uh, starting it off, you know, because with, without them, you know, we wouldn't be here. So I just want to, you know, give props to the Bucks and to the NBA and then to all the sports for following them, you know, you know, making a stand that is showing that this is a serious issue in in, uh, in the world. Yep. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll make progress. I think the players, they can get to the owners. I really feel like they, they're trying to work out a plan. Uh, they're trying to do better. So I just want to – I'm just kind of, like, uh, disappointed how of how, like, it, it went by so fast. So, like, they were off, like, three days and basketball started. But – I think, and we could talk about that real quick because that that is that's a point that I, I I talked about in the pod last week in my amendment 
But I was like you. I was upset at first that they didn't prolong it, that it wasn't longer than just two days. But then when I, I sat back and thought about it, they have the owners by the balls, technically. Right. And, and they can show that, like, look, if y'all don't help, we can stop. So, and you got to think in the back of your mind, the collective bargaining agreement's coming up to where the owners are going to have control in a little bit. So utilize your power now to say, to get them to say, okay, we're going to do this, 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 hold them to it. And if we don't see progress, then we stop before the collective bargaining agreement comes up. So you got to try to give, give and take so they can help as well as we've already seen Dallas have gotten something accomplished. Mark Cuban, his team and his coach have gotten chokeholds removed from the city. That is 1000% because of Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks and what that, what that organization has done. So it just shows that when these owners flex their muscles, it won't happen on a federal level because that's, that's not possible. But what can happen is in individual cities and states where these teams are, we can see power flex. I know, for example, in Louisiana, if Miss Benson, Miss Benson is the richest, the richest person in Louisiana. If Miss Benson tells JBE, look, I'm I'm not paying for this, 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 and and if if you don't you don't do this, I'm not I'm not donating, I'm not doing this. JBE's gonna listen. Mayor Cantrell is gonna listen because that woman has them by the balls, and we saw that with Mark Cuban. So, like you said, congratulations. Uh, I'm I'm proud of the Bucks. I'm proud of the the NBA for being the league that just shows. Players are more than just dribbles. Players are more than just playing to their sport. They can they can actually make change. But at the same time, we can't hold the players to where they're solely responsible. No, it's on you, Justin. It's on me. It's on Schubert. It's on all of us to make a difference in our communities to where we can make this change. The NBA is using their platform to touch more people, but it's now on us, the American public, to make the difference. They just started off, and I'm proud of what they've done. Schubert, go ahead, brother. The, the one thing I'll say on it, and, and you guys know that I have a little behind-the-scenes perspective on uh, what, what the crazy people are thinking. And my whole thing when the boycott happened was I'm listening to them talk about how they were all happy that, the, that they don't have to see BLM on the court. They don't have to see the players. On, and that's another know, reason there. why they had to come back. And that's why I personally felt like they needed to go back out there because I felt like they were giving the people who uh, were opposing them exactly what they wanted. They didn't want them to be out there to, to have, be able to it burns push a Trump message. Up. It burns them so, up. It burns so, them like, up. You know, keeping them, you know, keeping off the court uh, was just exactly playing into the hand of what, you know, the other the people who off. wanted to silence the message. So, yep. No. And one that's that's 100 percent because and I, and I thought about this, too, Justin and Schubert. I was like, well, if they protest, if they don't play, they can just post on Instagram. But I realized that, like, the people who are on Instagram are kind of the people who agree with them. Like, it's the younger generation. And it's it's the people that are older than us who still watch cable, who see these pregame and postgame pressers and see all the, these these media things where they're talking. Right. That's important. Like IG's cool, but that's what's imp- like my mom didn't see some of the stuff the NBA players were saying until she wouldn't have saw it un- 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 until days later. But she watched it on the news that night or she saw it on SportsCenter. And when she gets things on Facebook, it's two days after things have already happened. So it's like there's a generation of people who rely on cable and it's more than we would like to believe. 
just because we're on IG. The people that are on IG, for the most part, I'm not going to say, I'll say 60% are kind of aligned with the message. It's the other four. It's like the 40% on IG who's not, but it's like, you got to get the people who aren't on the social medias and aren't on the, uh, the uh, internet and whatnot. Justin, any final thoughts you got before we get into these games? No, actually, no, I don't. I just want to uh, applaud Sheila for making that point about you know, <laughs> they went home, you know, the message it wouldn't be as big. And, like, you both all thought that – well, we, I know me and you both thought that at first that it would be fine if they didn't play, but now that they are playing – it's needed. Hear about the backstory. It kind of is big for them to have that platform. So I'm glad that they started. The, I also like watching basketball. So I also yeah, facts. Too, but it is a good platform for them to still be playing. And look, they got every arena in in the NBA will be used as a voting center now. That's huge. That's huge to stop voter suppression. And that's something that the NBA players accomplished. And again, I believe this wholeheartedly. We won't be able to see the change that the NBA has conducted, not for, for some years. It's something that's going to have to build. But it's a start for by seeing what Dallas is doing, by seeing voter suppression be curbed by the NBA by using arenas to help vote and providing transportation. That's huge. Those are steps that can lead to bigger to solving the bigger issues. But this is not the beginning portion of the show. You came to this portion to listen to us talk about sports, but we would be... We wouldn't be us if we didn't mention it like we just did. But let's start off with the game that just ended that we just watched. I caught the end of it. Justin, you caught the whole thing. Let's start off with the – and we'll talk about the series as a whole. OKC versus the Rockets. Justin, what did you see in this series from OKC and from the Rockets? Well, I've just seen a gritty OKC team. Uh, those guys, you know, they left it all on the court. Uh, they shouldn't be mad. I think they sur- they surpassed expectations. Uh, they went to game seven. Uh, Chris Paul showed us that he still has some more in, in the yes, tank. Yes, he does. With him. But, you know, this, this whole team play, I mean, Shea, uh, he played well. Shea showed his youth, though, I got to say. He did, he did, he did, he did. But, you know, that's his first time being at that moment. For sure. He has some moments, but he also has some big moments. He 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 had that big three in the corner. That was yes, he did. That was huge, one thousand percent. Now I'm gonna ask you this, Justin. I think they should have won tonight's game seven. If you look at the final possession of the game before the foul got called in the in the timeout fiasco, when Stephen Adams was on the block, PJ Tucker was fronting him. All Shea Gill just had to do was lob that sucker up. Game over. And yeah. even and then I thought when Billy I thought Billy Donovan Shea and Steven saw that because they were talking. I don't know why he brought guards around them and clogged up the paint because PJ Tucker was still fronting him after the timeout. All they had to do was send Chris Paul and all the guards upward, make them do some screen and roll shit up there like they're trying to get a three. Have PJ have uh Steven Adams on the block. Shea Gill just lob it up. Game over. And that's. It, yeah, and that's what uh, if you if you watch the uh, the end of the uh, Heat and Bucks game, that's kind of what, what the Heat did when they inbound the ball. I, don't, I know you guys uh, remember this. When he, I think with Drogic when he threw the ball up, yep, up and almost got stolen. But since it was so much space, he was able to catch it. Yep, I and they have, it, and all he had to do was throw it up. Whereas in right. that game, there were people of similar heights. Stephen Adams was taller than everybody on that court. 
All he had to do was throw it to a point to where Steven Adams jumps up, catches it, shoots it off the glass, or even dunks it. Because the thing was, P.J. Tucker was not in the play. And he did it the second time, which blew my mind. OKC should have won that game. But you see Shea Gilgis Young. He wasn't experienced for that moment. Chris Paul was gassed. And Chris Paul, if if you're not throwing it to Adam, if you're not throwing it to Adams on that lob, you should not be throwing it to Adams at the three point line. That was that was just a mistake. Chris yeah, Paul should have got it. Uh, Schubert, what did you think of this OKC series in the game? You could either talk about the game or the series. Um, you know, game six, I thought that OKC did a really good job of getting back in it and winning the game. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a story of how the Rockets play down the stretch, and you could look at like the from game four on. They had they were uh, giving up leads the whole way through, and that that was you know game six was a bit, showed that big time, and again they almost blew it again to uh, tonight against uh, OKC. Um, my take on Stephen Adams, like I'm thinking even pl- uh, a couple plays down the line where he tried to pass it out instead of just going up with it. I mean, you know, when you're the biggest guy on the floor, you got to take advantage of that at times. And exactly. I feel like he was a little bit of scared, scared to do that. And that's something um, we'll talk about with the Lakers that I know is going to get taken advantage of a lot. Oh, sure. The Rockets to me showed me their superstars don't have heart. James Harden can't have 15 points in a game. That's a testament to Lou Dortz who Shea Gilgis and Lou Dortz. Bro, he has clamps. <laughs> Lou Dortz is going to be something special for OKC. They didn't expect that. That man dropped 30 and was locking up James Harden. Justin, yeah. what, you could either talk about Lou Dortz, but I, I definitely want to get your take on James. To me, James and Russell, I expected them to come out like dogs, and they came out like puppies. Game six, didn't Russell have 20 turnovers? Yeah, he had, yeah, he had like 10, something like that. So I'm still kind of giving Russell a pass because he's injury. injury. So I'll give him a small pass. But turnovers and stuff, that's still, you know, he still can't do that. And James Harden, I mean, his, you know, that game seven, he had 15 points. You know, that's, that's another, that's, that's pretty huge because you, like, you're averaging 30, man. It was 15 on game, game seven. That's huge. So I just think, you know, they pulled it out, but if they would if, if, if they would have lost that game, it would have been pretty bad. And the Rockets, they hit threes tonight, too. They did a good job of hitting. Now, they weren't on fire, but they made enough threes. Yeah. Just think, you know, next round is going to be a little bit different. The defense will <laughs> be as good as I, I don't think that the Lakers are as good on defense as the, as OKC is. But the thing is, and well, I'm going to save that take for for that. Uh, any final thoughts, Schubert, on Lou Dortz in OKC or or James Harden's performance? Well, you, I mean, Lou, Do- Lou Dortz, you know, that was the apparently the most points scored by an undrafted rookie in a playoff. Yep. So props to him. You know, he tried to take the last shot at the end. You know, I'm, I think he would have made out. it. <laughs> he he could have. He could have made it. You know, James yeah. Harden. That was a really great block by Harden. I thought Harden. Uh, James Harden did, got his fingertips on it. He was so lucky. I mean, that was that was a you know that was a, that was a, a play. play by him. Yeah, that yeah. was that was he a got big that play. done. Got to give him props for that. But I, I to me. The Rockets under, under, underperformed. I thought they were going to be a dark horse in the West. And now it's looking like they're about to get swept. And But we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's talk about another uh, who the true dark horse in the West is now that I think things are different. Let's talk about Denver and Utah series. I, thought, I thought Donovan Mitchell did everything he could. Donovan Mitchell needs to leave Utah. 
Donovan Mitchell needs to go to the Bucks and join Giannis and give him an actual closer. And Chris Middleton can be the, the third option, which he is born to be. But Donovan Mitchell needs to get out of Utah. But to me, what really impressed me in that series was we've said it since this pod has started. Denver relies, Denver will go as far as Jamal Murray takes them. Yes, Jokic is the star, but they needed a closer and someone to be the bucket getter. And that's Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray has come alive. And I don't know if it's because it's the, because the uh, bubble doesn't have fans. And Justin, you know, when you play basketball, when you have fans, it's different than when you play in a closed gym. When you play in a closed gym, everybody starts hooping because there's no pressure of seeing your girlfriend. There's no, your mom and them not there. And I don't know if that's Jamal Murray's strength, but Jamal went, dropped 42, 42, and 50 all in a row to lead them back from a 3-1 uh, deficit. And they bust Utah's butt behind. Jamal Murray is finally looking like the second option. And honestly, if we want to be really honest, Denver utilized him as the first option and Jokic was more of the facilitator, which I think Denver needs to do to progress. Now, I think if this isn't their year, but if Michael Porter develops, they or, or Bull Bull, one of them, they have a big three and Denver's somebody to look out for. Justin, what'd you see from the series? You can either talk from the Utah angle or the Denver angle. Yeah, so Donovan Mitchell, he's a superstar. Uh, he definitely uh, he is by NBA. Uh, but I want to just speak on the Nuggets. Uh, J- uh, Jamal Murray, he was just more confident the way he played. He was shooting the ball, just, you know, catching the ball and just shooting. He wasn't th- thinking about it. He, even though last game he didn't play too well, he had 17. He had some big shots though down the stretch in the fourth part. He had some big layups, and they were double teaming him, which they didn't <laughs> do before. So, yeah, so I think, you know, they played well. Uh, you know, either both teams, they deserve to go to the second round. It's just that the ball the ball fell, rolled in the Nuggets part of the court. So, yep. that's what, but I think uh, both teams are good, and it's going to be a good second-round series. And look at it. If you look at the box score for the second – for the last game, game seven, Jokic had 30 and 14, which he – which is great. Jamal had 17 and four. And that third option, Michael Porter had 10. They're going to need more from Michael Porter if they have any chance of beating the Clippers. But, Schubert, what did you see from the Denver-Utah uh, series? Talk to me about your, your future star, uh, Donovan Mitchell, coming to the Knicks. That's what I know Knicks fans believe. But – and then talk to me about Denver. Uh yeah, I mean I think Donovan Mitchell is definitely top fifteen, huh? Oh yeah, I I, I, I think you know I think if yeah, on, yeah. on a majority yeah, of a majority of teams in the NBA, if Donovan Mitchell was on the team, he'd be in the first option. Yeah, and if you and if yeah. you look at if you look at young stars, Donovan Mitchell's top six, top seven. It, it's it's Tatum, Doncic, uh. Hey, Tatum with Doncic? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm just, hey, I'm just saying listening. them. Okay, I'm just okay. listening. It's Tatum, Doncic, uh, M- Murray, Booker, and I, and I'd, I, I'd say Tate, I'd say Tatum, Doncic, Booker, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan would have to be in there. Is there, is, is there anybody? I'm, th- I'm trying to think of the top five. Is there anybody I'm missing? That's talking like, about what? What's young? Like, like young, like young, bo- like. Like Brandon, Ingram? Brandon Ingram's in there. Yeah, Brandon Ingram's in there. Most improved. Jamal's in there. Yeah, no, Donovan's in there, man. Donovan is one of the best young players in the league, and the league has a bright future with him. Uh, Schubert, what did you see from the Denver perspective? I mean, I you know, I thought it was a good series, and I feel like they were evenly matched, but I, I just feel like um, 
they the, this might have been the series of the two worst teams. Yeah, that's true. Too. In, in my in my opinion, like I feel at least like, on the West. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm saying in the West. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, either one of these teams in the East, they probably make it have a good nice. shot at the conference finals. But um, I think they could have maybe beat the Raptors. <laughs> Probably could. They have better star power. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to get to that, how star power matters. And that's something I was telling y'all for weeks. And we finally seen it. And Denver showed that their their star power was there. Justin, is there any chance for Denver to beat the Clippers? I just, I just don't. I just don't, don't see it. Just I mean, unless if, you know, Mitchell goes off again. But... They, it's they a different monster. Murray, yeah. Yeah, better... Uh, defensive team and they're just a more talented team and the thing is with murray they can let's say okay we'll tr- we'll tr- we'll try patrick beverly on you okay you're maybe scoring on him let's get a little bigger we'll try paul george okay you're scoring on him cool we'll send the defensive player of the year on you and, and Kawhi leonard it's like it's, it's nice yeah exactly there's nothing there's nothing that murray can do against those three guys. It's like it, they're going to send a three-headed monster, and then if they want to uh, get physical, they'll send they'll send Marcus Morris to come throw a cheap shot at you. <laughs> yeah, they just have so many bodies that they can throw at them. And, and the, the Clippers are so deep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if Josh can find it or start playing better, that team is going to be scary in the West. And let's talk about that since we didn't get to talk about that last week. There was another game closed out. We're going to talk about all around one, then get to round two. But there's another series that closed out uh, the Clippers and, and the uh, Mavericks. Luka Doncic is phenomenal, man. Luka Doncic is a top five player in the league. He has to be. If not, he's top six, seven when KD and Steph come back. But other than that, that dude is, is amazing. And for what he did on a hurt, on a bum ankle with no Kripstad Porzingis against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George has to be in a testament. But I think what really impressed me in that last game, in that game six or game seven, whichever one it was, was just how Kawhi Leonard was so much in control of that game. Luka's okay. great, but you when Luka's great, but Kawhi's on another level. And you see it just, Kawhi, Luka moves slow and methodical, but Kawhi moves even slower and methodical in the sense of Kawhi gets to his spots every single time in clutch. Fadeaway midi. Uh, floater in the paint, uh, hezzy, hezzy pull up on at the top of the key, post up fadeaway shot. It doesn't matter. Kawhi gets what he wants. Uh, I'll start with you, Schubert, this time. What did you see from the Clippers that just shows you why they're moving on and why they're going to be a threat for the championship this year? Uh, I mean, I think it's just what you said earlier with how deep they are and they just have so many different threats. It's just, you know, if Kawhi's not out there doing it, you know, maybe Paul George has his game. I feel like he's kind of the X factor. You know, we talk he a lot is. about Chris Middleton with the Bucks, like Paul George, you know, you know, he's obviously better than Chris Middleton, but if he doesn't play uh, to the standards of like a, a one, then, you know, he's just kind of a liability. He is. Um, and, so and the thing with he, the Clippers is they have Lou Will to back to, to kind of sure. hide some of those problems, which is, you know, which is what's helpful for the Clippers uh, on the magic or not Magic, but uh, for Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, it was kind of like, uh, and you know, one of the big things of 2020 was watching The Last Dance, and I saw a lot of the first half of The Last Dance yeah. in, uh, in, in this, where, you know, they're coming out to get you, you're going to get hit, you're going you're gonna to take the brunt. Um, you got to hit the weights. <laughs> you got you to hit the weights, you got to, you know, get used to that. 
You've this was like Jordan versus the Celtics, like pre The Celtics, the Pistons, yeah. you know, this is, you know, he's taken his licks now um, and it'll only it's make coming. him better. So it's, yeah, I think this was an important playoffs for him and for them to have the success that they had was only good for his, his career future. moving forward and also yeah. for helping the Mavericks become a hot spot for the NBA. And p- plus their stuff that they've done off the court. I think they've really kind of uh, made a statement to the players in the league that, we're open for business. Yeah. Come join the Mavs. We want it. We want to player become, friendly. Uh, yep. We support your movements. We're player friendly. And we have one of the best young players in the league, along sure. with Chris Stapps Porzingis, whatever happens with him, come join us. We'll win a championship. Justin, what did you see from the Clippers and then as well as Dallas? Let's get your takes on both sides. Yeah, Dallas, they have a superstar. Luca, like that guy, he shoots. It's, it's like, nuts. It's yeah, nuts how good he is. Yeah, the biggest thing was how would he play in the playoffs? You have to wait till you know how he looked him, and he just blew everyone's mind away. Um, and I really think, you know, the the advancement of the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, he's big time. I think he's a huge reason why they you know, made it pass, made it, you know, through that round. He has to, he had a lot of big games. You know, they wasn't as you know loud as Luca, but they were very efficient. He has a thirty point game. I think game six he had with thirty four. And, and the like, crazy thing is he had silent 30 games. Like, he had so many 30-point games in that series. It was like – it was silent, but it was deadly. Right. But I I, I just think that the uh, the Mavs have a lot to look forward to. I yep. think if they you know, that series is a little bit different because, I mean, he was basically depending on three-point shooting. Yep, he was. Yeah. He them. Like, let, let, like uh, let's be honest, they didn't make a lot of shots – that, uh, after that big game he had, they, they, they were kind of they're shaky. Yeah, because he shaky. couldn't depend on Seth Curry, yeah, they, uh, they, Tim Hardaway. Like he had nobody to, to depend on, and it was just like that if, game, if, if game he had forty, like when we hit that game winning shot, those guys Trey Burke and Seth, Seth Curry, they were huge. Yeah, and they, they did every they did everything they could. Yeah, and then exactly they did everything that they could. You expect them to play that type of game, you know. So I just think you know next year with Pazinga's coming back, uh, I think you know they have a, a lot, a lot, a lot to look forward to. They have a building piece in Luca, and the Clippers. They just have to you know hope that Paul George like they, they, like they have a good team, but Paul George they need playoff Pete up uh, to make an appearance. Need Paul George. They do, and and we'll get to that when we talk about the next rounds and everything. All right, let, uh, the Lakers beat the Trailblazers, but that wasn't surprising. There was nothing once Dame got hurt. It was over with. It was, an ex- it was an exciting start to the series, at least. And I feel like Portland uh, really gave us a lot of excitement through the bubble. And I, the one thing I will say, because I'm such a hater of him, Carmelo did end up uh, showing that he still had some game. And, oh, he did. Yeah, I'm glad you said him. that. Yeah, Carmelo did his thing. He, he, he definitely did his thing. Let's get to round two. Justin, what, did I, what have I been saying for months? What's one take about round two that I've been saying for months? Let me hear it. You've been saying that Miami is a team to look forward to. They're, they're dark hearts. And what they're busting the Bucks ass. Giannis Antetokounmpo MVP who? You can't guard Jimmy Butler in the final minutes. You, you shouldn't be defensive player of the year, partner. And then Chris Middleton. You're going to be the reason why Giannis leaves Milwaukee. Like, I'm going to just call a spade a spade. You you are the reason, Chris Middleton. Honestly, right. I probably think it's on Giannis. I really don't think. I think, like, like that's the game. He's, a, he, he's not a shooter. 
you know, he's not the like that. He's not the guy to go one on one. It's not. It's not the regular season. It's not so much space. They're they they're packing and they're building a wall. He so needs I, a Kobe Bryant. He does. I think it's more on Chris Middleton. You know, no, I, if if he's putting up twenty five, I think the game is a little bit different. But he's not. He's not. He's, he's not making those big plays that they need to make. They need a Kobe Bryant for Giannis's Shaq because if you look at and I saw a shout out to uh Maples on Twitter. Maples said this and, and it stuck with me. Yeah, if you look at Giannis as a Shaq like figure, someone who's dominant but can't close, can't shoot. He they have to. He has to play the paint. He needs someone to go out there and and be his closer, be his Kobe Bryant, get the ball to him in in his spots, but as well as close the game out and make the tough shots that he can't make. And Chris Middleton isn't doing that. If Giannis got with Devin Booker, if Giannis got with a Luka, if Giannis got with a Donovan Mitchell, watch out. That would be deadly. Right. Yeah, the one thing, the one thing I will say that's a little bit of a pushback is that Middleton's getting the numbers. So, you know, you know, numbers-wise, you know, he had 28 in the first game, 23 in the second game. You know, he had eight assists in, in the game tonight. But it's the a lot of it is just it's not the, happening. And that's what I was yeah. going to say is it's just not happening in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like, so, I mean, right he's got to start at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not coming at the right time. But that's where I agree with Justin where – oh, shoot, there we go. Gian- Giannis <laughs> is uh, – Giannis is the one that you really have to to give the knock to. I mean, game one was pretty atrocious play on it his was. part. You know, he gets into foul trouble. Missed a lot know, of free six throws. Six turnovers, missing, missing, uh, yeah, turnover, uh, turnovers, missing free throws, um, just m- making too many mistakes. Not and, guarding you know, Jimmy him, Butler and clunt in crunch time when Jimmy yeah, Butler's on be, fire. To get get all the the defensive accolades that he's getting, I didn't really see it a lot in this in the series so far. Um, and, you know, I feel like his players are coming to play for him in a lot of ways. Like I, th- I feel like George Hill's playing a solid role for him. You know, Brooke Lopez is doing his best to make the big shots, especially from three. It seems like he's the best three point shooter on the team right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, but the thing I think is a bigger story than the the way the Bucks are playing because. You know, I feel like for an Eastern team, and if they were playing uh, Toronto, maybe they might be winning those games. But I just feel like on the other end, the Heat are really performing. <laughs> the Heat you know, Jimmy really- Butler dropping forty in the first game. You know, and then the the thing is with the Heat, Jimmy dropped forty when they need him. But the, the to me, I think the X factor, like with Paul George with the Clippers. The X factor with the Heat is Goran Dragic. Dragic drops twenty three in the sec in the second game, and then in the first game drops twenty something and drops. Uh, let's see, game one, I think he drops uh twenty seven. Like, let's not act like the Dragon didn't play under Steve Nash and wasn't a star for years. He just was injured and just didn't get the light shined on him. With with having Dragic there for when Jimmy's not hot, he's the perfect guy to fill up numbers. And then when you have Bam Adebayo as your third option, Tyler Hero as your fourth, and then Duncan Robinson as your fifth, and then Kendrick Nunn coming in times, knocking down shots, Kelly Olynyk coming in, knocking down shots. and then Jay Crowder Jay, is a, th- a threat from three. Having Jay Crowder as a threat from three and Jay Crowder's defense, and then you top that off with Andre Iguodala's championship experience with Eric Spolster's coaching. This team is deep, man. This team is good. This team is really, really good. Yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm watching who's out on the floor, and I feel like the Heat just always have the better five. Like maybe you know, Ansu has the edge on some players, but 
you know, I'd feel like, I feel like whenever the Heat are, are bringing in different players, because, you know, you said it, like, you know, the guys that they are coming, have coming off the bench, Olenek, Iguodala, Tyler Hero, uh, you know, even, uh, even Jones Jr. and Nunn coming off, like, I feel pretty confident in what they're going to put up against, like, a DiVincenzo or something like that. So, yep. you know, I, I feel like what the Heat have is just a, a very solid team and almost Clippers-esque, just a little bit young. Yeah. Like they, I feel like they have the depth that the Clippers have, but it's just unproven. And, you know, this is – we said it at the beginning of uh, the playoffs and the bubble that this was the opportunity for the Heat to do what the Celtics did in years past and to, you know, bring the – you know, make a statement to the league of we're here now, pay attention to us. And, and now they've done it in these first two games. They are Whether a or not free how you agent destination. That second game. No, that's tr- – and look, Joel Embiid is taking notice. Imagine if Joel Embiid goes to the Heat. There, the, the Heat is proving that it's a free agent destination. Or Simmons. Or, or any, well, no, I don't want Simmons. Wow. Yeah, well, the thing yeah. is, is, you know, either one of them already with their connection with Butler, like it just depends on like how Jimmy Butler would take that. Well, see, he's already played with them before. It's Ben Simmons that Jimmy Butler doesn't like. It's Joel. Oh, okay. well, he likes Joel. So it's going to be interesting to see. Pat Riley has, uh, that team never tanked. And it just, it's a testament to that organization of how they rebuilt after after LeBron James and D-Wade to never tank and to always try to be competitive and to go from a team full of six men to now a solid, solid team with depth and, and shooting and defense, it's incredible. Justin, what are you seeing from the Heat that's really just showing you they're a solid team? They're fearless. So you got Tyler Hero, who, who's a rookie. He's not scared. Not at all. He's in who, you know, this is basically his first time in the playoff. He played, he was in the playoff last year, but first time playing, he's not scared. You got uh, Chris Nunn, he's not scared. And they make shots. And that's what it comes down to is making shots. And they know how to do that. The whole yep. entire team. So when you want to make shots, I just think that they're the more talented team. They are. Now, at the end of the game, like I will say, you know, because that's a lot of things. So people, you know, of course, we did this right after the game. So tomorrow I expect we're going to be hearing about, you know, the referees and all that. But uh, what I felt like happened is Goran Dragic did not foul on that Chris Middleton three. And I felt like what happened later on with Butler was a makeup call. Yeah, yeah, they've been calling a lot of those fouls, a lot of shooting fouls. Yep. He called a lot, but I think you said it perfect. Drogic didn't foul, and it was a makeup call. Yeah, and but look on on the last call, he did touch him, but I just think like you shouldn't, you know, let the game be determined with a whistle like that. Like that, like, it wasn't that's, egregious. That's the thing. If he would have like hit his elbow or, yeah, or went under like his foot, back. like you know, it wasn't nothing too. Serious. It didn't affect his shot. Yeah, that 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 hurt. If it affects the jumper, then you got to call it. But if it doesn't, you got to let that just play on. So, but shout out to Miami. Uh, they're about to win this series. The Bucks, y'all are in trouble. Let's go to games? another. How many wait, games? I, I think the Bucks get one. I think it goes five. I think five. it goes five. Yeah. I'm I think it's going to be six. I think I give the Bucks game. I give the Bucks game three and game five. I give, I give them game three. That's it. And then I think the Heat about to come and ball out. Uh, but I got the Heat in five. Schubert has them in six. Justin, when you got him, I had I had seven, man. But the way it's looking, <laughs> oh man, the way it's looking, man. I'm gonna go with the six. I'll get but, it. That, but however, the six. next the next series, I think we talking about. I think it's a sweep. 
if it's a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. And Toronto, look, great regular season team. They have depth. They are missing a star. They do not have someone that they can go to to knock down shots. It's not Kyle Lowry. It's not Fred Van Vliet. And it's not Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam has been in no man's land. He has played atrociously in those first two games. You got to give it a testament to Marcus Smart for filling in the Gordon Hayward roles. You got to give a testament to Jason Tatum being a superstar. Uh, Jalen Brown being his second in command. And Kimball, uh, Cardiac Kimba doing what he's supposed to be that guy in the fourth quarter to be the clutch man. Let Jason get be the high point man. Let Jalen Brown get his shots. But you see, come fourth quarter, it's cardiac Kimba time. And I'm going to do the shot that I did in, I told the, you. in the Big East tournament and knock down shots. You were right. You were right. Uh, Justin, what have you seen from the Celtics and Rockets? I mean, the Celtics and Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors, they haven't been themselves. Uh, they haven't been. No, they are. They are themselves. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, they like the bench hasn't been. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Play closer. Yeah. Uh, no, the defense, like, they play hard. They, they're playing hard, but it's just not enough. I just think that the Celtics is just a more talented team. They got more talent on the team. You know, when the game slows down, the Celtics are easy. Are, are they can score easier? It seems like like it seems like the like it seems like the Raptors are working hard for their shots, and it's not falling. So, and they're working extremely hard to get shots. Hard. Meanwhile, you got the Celtics who can just do a pick and roll. Kimba come off and shoot. Or you got Jason Tan who can just post up and do some crazy turnaround bucket Hate shots. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it, 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 I'm not saying that the Raptors can't come back because they, they've been proven that they just play hard. So, so, like, you never know how the series may go. But, but I got a gentleman sweep. Five. Man. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna do them like that. What you got them six? I'm still going seven. Seven? Oh, it's not going. It's not getting seven. seven. You never know. <laughs> it's not. The NBA is the crazy, crazy. I mean, look at the Nuggets, but they're pretty even, evenly the, matched. And the Nuggets have stars. The Raptors don't have stars. <laughs> Kyle, Raptors, Kyle Lowry is looking Kyle like Lowry the cut for seven. <laughs> Kyle yeah, Lowry yeah, is looking yeah, like Kyle oh, Lowry. Kyle Lowry some big plays. Big plays. Yeah, all right. Kyle Lowry looking like the Kyle Lowry of old. Uh, Schubert, what you thinking about Celtics and Raptors? Uh, I mean, I think the Celtics are really proving why they're the best team in the East because they can do this without Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it kind of shows you what the true value of Gordon Hayward really is for the Celtics. Like, I think a lot of people blow him out of proportion. Like, I've never really thought that he was, you know, the missing piece. Uh, so... You know, forget forget him. It's the Tatum, Walker, and Brown show, and we're all just sitting here watching it. Uh, I think, you know, the Celtics will get through this series in four or five. You know, it, the thing about the bubble is that since there is no home court advantage, there really is just The rest no, period is, is there, important. There's just nothing that's going uh, the Raptors' way at this point. There's like, you're not going to get your crowd behind you, which was kind of what propelled them through last season in, yep. anyway. And, no flying uh, to Toronto and back, having the jet lag. None of that. I mean, that that's not a lot of jet lag, man. It's going from Eastern time to Central time. True, true, true. But I'm just saying, no, yeah. no, no constant flights from Toronto to Boston. You just, just all of the, the just the the minutia. No going through customs, I guess. Yeah, none, none of the minutia that that happens when you travel. To me, the the interesting thing with the Celtics will be not this round, but if they play the Heat when they have to go past, when they have to get. 
depth because Brad Wanamaker and, and Robert Woods not getting it done. <laughs> that, that's, that's why I thought that the Raptors wouldn't be good because I feel like the bench would, you know, would give a, a, a uplift, but they <laughs> haven't been there. You got yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, Powell's I know. Got, yeah, Powell hadn't shown up. And Powell, Ibaka's yeah. been playing well. Ibaka yeah. has, but Gasol, Siakam, Powell. Like, like Mark Gasol, man. What happened to him? Oh, he's, he's just old. old. He's just but old. Like, but he, his, his game is more like finesse. Yeah. And he's not even finessing anymore. He's just out there. But like I said, I, I think the Raptors, you know, if, if it's any team that could, you know, pull it out or like make it a series, it's that team. They got the coach of the year in Nick Nurse, so that's true. And, but but he's playing of, of another coach of the year in Brad Stevens. So yeah. the coaching battle is is pretty up there. And like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see if if the Celtics play the Heat, the Heat's depth versus the Celtics stars. And the thing is, yeah. the Heat have Jimmy Butler and, and Drogic to maintain. Can Brown, Tatum, and Kimba overcome the lack of depth that they have? Yeah, that's going to be the real test for the Celtics because, you know, I think the Celtics starting five is probably the best starting five in the East right Oh, it now. is. It de- yeah, yeah it is. and because I like Tice. I, I, I like his game. I think he's a hustle player. Uh, I think he'd be able to, to handle at, at a bio. I think Bam would have the edge, but, you know, I think that he'd be able to hold his own. Marcus Smart really showed up and has been contributing. It's uh, it what it's, it's what the thing is. The thing is, what happens when they have to get out of that starting lineup, when they have to go to Cantor, or they have to go to Wanamaker, or they have to go to uh, Robert Wood, uh, Robert Williams. Williams, or they got to go to Simeone. <laughs> like, if you, like, you have to think, think, like, you also have, have to think about this. Like, if, if Marcus Smart doesn't make five threes in a row, the series is 1-1. That's true. So it's just a lot of things, but like you said, like, that, that like, Miami has a lot of athletes. They, they, they got like they just have players who can just go. And I just think that that bench for the Celtics is kind of iffy. Oh, it is. And then that the top is, is good though. The that's gonna be good. the testament to how good Tatum, Brown, and Kimba are. Can they overcome the lack of depth in the next round? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Schubert has the Celtics in four or five. I have the Celtics in five. five. Justin has them in uh seven. So all right, let's go to the West Coast. Let's start off with the Lakers versus the Rockets. I am predicting a sweep. LeBron James and Anthony Davis about to whoop them niggas' ass. I'm cursing for this one. The, the, the Rockets don't have no heart. They have no heart. You see that play? You see that play at the end of the game? They just threw that up to Anthony Davis. Game over with. It's, it's, Anthony Davis is not like Steven Adams. Anthony Davis will go to the hole because LeBron James will make him go to the hole. Or LeBron James is going to go to the hole. Who's going to guard LeBron on that team? P.J. Tucker or Covington? Which one? Because then who's going to guard JaVale and who's going to guard AD? I want to know. They, they can't. The Rockets cannot match up at all. I don't see the, the Rockets having any chance. The pushback I put on you, Lyndon, is who's going to guard Harden and Westbrook? That's true. I, I, that Caruso? Is that, Caruso cannot. <laughs> Caruso cannot. They're gonna have to put Braun, Braun a little bit on Harden. It's gonna be between Braun and KCP and the other Morris brother. That's gonna be the ones guarding Harden. Westbrook, Westbrook should eat. He should eat in this series. The question is, will he? Justin, what you think about Rockets Lakers? LeBron and AD are about to go off. Yeah, that's oh. my. That is my prediction. I think that the Rockets. You know, they have hard... It's not going seven. 
recruiting, but they're just too too they they they're just too small. The Lakers are big. You know, AD's gonna be a beast down low. Le, uh, LeBron, he's gonna be a beast down low. And if they, the Lakers are hitting threes, it's gonna be even worse. But you know, if the game gets close, I feel like you know I feel like the Lakers have that edge just because of Westbrook. And, I'm not Westbrook because of AD and LeBron. I trust him more than Harden. Westbrook, yeah, for sure. Uh, Schubert, what are you seeing from Lakers Rockets? All right, so the starting five they put out in their last game was Green, Caldwell, Pope, Davis, James, and McGee. Rockets can't stop McGee, James, Davis. They can. <laughs> yeah. but, but like like I said, on the flip side, like can the Lakers – do the Lakers have anyone that's going to be able to stop Harden and Westbrook if they're going? Like if, if Harden is able to drop like 34 and Westbrook's able to drop like 20, then, you know – LeBron and AD are going to have to drop 20, 25, and 30 themselves. Uh, but I think they can. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, just, I think it's going to be a, a no-defense series uh, and who can score the most. But it's just one of those things where the Lakers are sitting on, what, five, six Seven days rest? Days of rest, yeah. And, and that's what LeBron Rockets. needs. Yeah, the Rockets are coming off a really tough, you know, hard-fought series um, that they played suspect in. Um, so I think that the Lakers are going to take care of business pretty easily here. And, uh, you know, we talk about depth. I think the Lakers have a little bit of depth uh, uh, when it comes to at least the, the game against the Rockets, you know, cu- taking players out, you know, who's going to be able to guard Kuzma. I mean, yeah. who's going to be able to guard Dwight Howard. Yeah. You know? And then I think, I think J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters are going to play a huge factor in this next series because they're going to need their scoring because they're going to need gonna their defense. That too. They're going to need defense Waiters. and score. They're going to need their threes because the, 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 the Lakers are going to have to knock down shots. It's going to come down to the others for both teams. Can Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, Covington knock down shots? And can KCP Green and uh, Caruso Waiters, can those guys knock down shots? Justin, what you got the series in? Give me a prediction. What game is going to? Hey, Lakers in six. Schubert, give me a prediction. Four. Yeah, I got sweep. I got the Lakers sweeping. I got a sweep. So bring out the brooms. All right, let's move to Clippers, Nuggets. Clippers are winning this. Like, I, I, the Nuggets just aren't, aren't there yet. I'll give the Nuggets two games just because I, I, I like how Murray and Jokic are gelling. I got the Clippers in six. And it, it would really be Clippers in five if, if Paul George could make an appearance to the playoffs. But I can't, I can't rely on Paul George for my predictions. I'm going to just rely on that bad man, Kawhi Leonard. I got Clippers in six. Justin, what you got? Clippers in six. Yeah. Schubert, what you got? Okay. I like that. I'll agree with that. Clippers in six. I think, the, you know, I think the, the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets grab game one. Or game, you know, or game, game two. two. I think they like they make like some kind of big statement early, and the Clippers are gonna be on their heels for a second, just like they were in the last series. But then they put the clamps on. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm with y'all. Any other takes that y'all want to make about these playoffs before me? Before we talk a little football, anything else you got, Justin? No. That's it. All right, Schubert. Sure. What do you think about Leonard Fournette get going to the Bucks? Uh. <sighs> I'm, you know, we'll see how uh, Leonard Fournette performs. I think half of what happened with the whole Jaguars thing, you know, Doug Marone said it himself, they had trouble finding people to give five and six round picks for him. And the seasons that Fournette's put out uh, before, I mean, he's had some great ones, but he's also been, you know, not able to to stay on the field. Yep. Um, You know, 
it, this is this is the Bucks making their push for a title right now, and I think that they've kind of they definitely added another weapon. That's their thing is they have a lot of weapons, but are they going to be able Gel to give Brady you know, that and give Brady the time to be able to distribute to those weapons? You got that offensive uh, line is atrocious. Yeah, you got a weak offensive line. You're depending a lot on a rookie, Makai Becton, uh, who you know, pretty impressive yeah. uh, on paper. But we'll see what it come, how it comes when they actually get on the field against the Saints on the 13th. And the defense isn't that great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 questionable. So like, yeah. there's the thing about the Bucks is like they, you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but you know, they they are they have the potential to be a great team they played in a lot of very close games last year so you know having tom brady's the edge and I, I feel like a big issue that they had last year is they didn't have a running game that they could lean on and you know having leonard fournette gives you that man. every down back that you can you know just hand the ball off to and i think that's kind of what brady needs and what we've seen with him success have success with in, in uh, the patriots so i think that kind of puts the puts the the whole team together it, it you know, they're dangerous. I think, you know, looking at the Saints who are in their division as well, the Saints are also dangerous. I, I you know, the other part of the story is Kamara, and we could talk about that in a second, but we could just talk about I, that now. Well, I mean, I just think it's going to be difficult for the Saints and the Bucks. I think that that first game is going to be really telling. If the Bucks can get that first win, that goes a long way for how the season's going to turn out for, you know, where the playoffs end up and, you know, setting the pace for the Saints. Cause I mean, not, not only do the Saints have to play uh, the Bucks week one, they got to play the Packers on Sunday Night Football week three. Yeah. Um, and then the Chargers on Monday Night Football week four. So, I mean, like, they, you know, they got some games that are going to be a little bit t- tough in the, in the start of the season. And uh, how are they going to be able to respond to that? And I think the Bucks you know, have an opportunity to really get the ball rolling. And it seems like from everything we've heard about them in the offseason is that they're getting ready and yeah. you know, they're ready. They're ready to roll. So adding Leonard Fournette is just the icing on the cake for them. And it also shows that the Jags are really, really into the tank. Yeah. And, you know, the Jazz are tanking. They, they also got rid of one of their top defensive players, sent him to, to Minnesota. So yep. they're, they're, they're rebuilding. Yeah. They're tanking for Lawrence tanking for Trevor. We'll see how, they, how it happens for the Jazz. Yeah. I trade De- Alvin Kamara and uh, the Saints are having contract issues. Saw that coming when they gave Michael Thomas all that money. I think they'll get it and, done, though. And Taysom Hill. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll get it done, though. Uh, I, yeah. think, I don't think he's going to get Christian McCaffrey money, but I, I think th- they're going to pay him decent. But They, they, they offered him something him. like 20 mil, which is you know not in the realm of McCaffrey. I think it would make him like the sixth or seventh highest paid running back. But you got to save and- that money for your offensive line and, and for Lattimore. I completely agree. Like when I heard, when I first heard this story, I was actually applauding the Saints. I was yeah. like, you know, don't get squeezed by Alvin Kamara for money because you, there are two guys that can do his job. Latavius yep. Murray can take a handoff, and Ty Montgomery can take a catch. <laughs> so, you know, if if Alvin Kamara is trying to squeeze you, go get go get you a second round pick or or a cornerback or something. Yeah, uh, f- from the Bears or whoever or the Patriots, whoever wants to give you something like I was, I'm all for that if that's the move that they want to make. Um, Especially you know, since I, Alvin Kamara hasn't replicated his year one stats at being the bell cow. He is not exactly. He's not a, he's not a bell. He's not a, a, a one option. He needs another person with him. And like you said, you got Ty Montgomery. You got Latavius Murray. If anything, 
tr- make a trade and pick up another free agent and let's do running back by committee because you got to sign uh you got to sign the best right tackle in football with uh what's what's my white guy's name what's his what's his um oh, forgetting his name Ramchick. Yeah, you got to sign Ryan Ramchek and you got to sign. And you got to uh, sign, re, resign Jameis possibly too. Possible and Lattimore. So it's like, I applaud the Saints for this. It's tough. It's tough, but you got to get rid of Kamara if you got to. I mean, it is what it is if, if that's what happens. If it's, if it's not and, you know, it all works out, then that's great. But, but you, I you think that's what what's really important. To Todd Gurley. Like, we but, saw what happened to the Rams. Sure. And I think the the Panthers are really going to see the repercussions of their decision later down the line. Um, but, you know, if you're the Saints, don't get. You know, don't don't uh, waste. I'm gonna say waste, yeah. but like, don't uh, don't put all your eggs in the Alvin Kamara basket because I mean, we've seen with running backs that they're a dime a dozen. Yep. And there's gonna be some great ones coming in the draft next year. I agree uh, with the, that. The one last thing about football, and you know, the SEC starts in uh, about 24 days, um, but Georgia's big time quarterback has opted out of the 2020 season. Uh, Jamie Jamar Newman. Chase opted out from oh, our chase but i mean i feel like that was that was coming and that might be writing on the wall for lsu and how with the kind of offense they're trying to play yeah um and they also and lsu also let one of their top defensive players walk and go to uab yep that was so. that was kind of bad for them but you know with georgia having jamie newman opt out if it's for if it's because he's worried about coronavirus and all power to him uh but from the reports that i've heard is that he wanted to you know leave and prepare for the draft and i hope you like the fourth or fifth round because you know <laughs> your your wake forest tape ain't gonna help ain't gonna help you uh but georgia did a really good job of getting jt daniels the usc quarterback transfer he was gonna be the backup this season now putting into the forefront i still think that they have a, ch- a chance to win the sec with jt daniels so Hell we'll yeah. see how we'll see how it goes but they got um Tough game week three against Bama. So we'll, well see. next week and the week after, we'll be getting you ready for college football and NFL. I'll be doing my homework and Schubert will as well. And we'll be doing our previews because doesn't the NFL start in two weeks? Uh, yeah, 13th. And yep. college football starts the day that you're probably listening to this podcast, South Alabama, Southern Miss. Hell yeah. So next week, expect some football previews while talking NBA playoffs. Schubert said this a while, um, a couple months ago, but everything is jam-packed at the end of, at, at this time we got football basketball all these tv shows all these movies everything is just dropping at once it's insane but that's all the time we have for this week uh justin tell the people they can find you out on social media yeah so my handle name is justin Batiste 22 i'm on all uh social social media platforms um also you guys can uh, check out my blog site trajanlays.com uh, i've been Writing lately, so uh, looking, look, be looking, be on a uh, lookout for future write-ups. Not really sure what I'm gonna write about yet, but I'm pretty sure some some will come up. Be definitely check out Trays and Lays for all his draft coverage because there, we do it's not know. Up. Yeah, the drafts coming up, and sure, because sure. we didn't have any college basketball, but Justin is that, the source. You're right. So, right. do you guys want to say anything about the lottery? Because we we weren't able to do that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the Timberwolves got the first pick. Yeah. Big for them. Well, look, look, yeah. I mean, Rockies, I mean, the Warriors, they got the number two pick. So they trade it. They could get another they, player. They trade, trade, trade the pick in Draymond. Mm. They did trade oh, it. They, they, they did trade it? No, they no, did. They could. They could. Saying like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Trade that pick in Draymond and get you another star. Come on, bro. You can't trade Draymond. Uh, <laughs> Wiggins. Wiggins is up. 
is an option as well. We're going to see what they do. But, Schubert, I think we'll hold off on that till we get closer to the draft. Schubert, tell the people they can find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Schubert14. Uh, listen to the most recent episode of Run It Back, where Lyndon and myself and Ian Hawley talk about Goodfellas. Uh, yep. we, we just finished up the poll for another Run It Back. We're going to be uh, reviewing and talking about Pulp Fiction. Yep. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Uh, listen to the last episode, the 100th episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. We got back into the movie theater. We reviewed New Mutants. Lyndon faces off against Schmidt Dua in a pitch it match. Big and we also match. talk about Lovecraft Country. Yep. Um, next, you know, this upcoming week, we'll be talking Big. about Tenant. Big! Tenet. Huge, huge movie. Huge. Uh, we'll also be talking about one of Lyndon's favorite television the shows, bo- huge The Boys. Episode. Huge episode and next week. Another, and, of course, another episode of Love, Carafe Country. And so, we're starting Avatar again. It's big week. Book three. Book three. Big, big week for the Bros Who Binge podcast. Be sure to check out episode 101 on Monday. Be sure to follow Schubert and check out all the things he mentioned. You can follow me at LimbyWT. If you're a fan of anime, be sure to check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube and uh, follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Uh, and if you listen to this on Spotify or Apple, subscribe there, leave a comment, leave a like. It helps us out tremendously. It really, really does for the algorithms. It that That's all we ask. We're not asking for any money. Just if you can leave a like, a comment, and subscribe, that'll mean the world to us. But like I said, hit in the descriptions, click those, those links to help donate for Lake Charles. The people of Lake Charles needs it, and we need to help them. Thank you to Bree for coming on the pod. Thank you again to Deshaun for coming on the pod. But for Doom, for Deshaun, for Bree, for uh, Justin, for Schubert, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great, great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Until then, peace. Baby, tell me why you're talking all crazy. I'm trying to understand your point of view. Baby, is this our final Kate has is it just another interlude? Cause baby, you get angry all the time And somehow always change your mind I don't wanna leave this undefined I think we can reach the finish line So baby, stop all them